What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 26 of the No Mercy podcast. This episode's being recorded on May 11th, I believe it is. Yeah, I think it's May 11th. Uh, anyway, Monday, uh, Monday night after Mother's Day. So for those mothers out there, hope you had a wonderful day. We love you. We appreciate you. And uh, hopefully you got treated like a princess, a queen, a king, whatever you wanted to be treated as for that day and for the rest of the year. So a uh, happy Mother's Day to all you guys. And I uh, spent the morning of Mother's Day hungover. And basically the way the situation went was UFC came back Saturday. Jesus, fuck. <sighs> fuck. I literally just dropped. What is this? A Lysol Glade Apple. Oh, God, this hurts. A Glade Apple Cinnamon uh, Spray, which is, this smells amazing. But fuck, this, this really hurts. I just dropped this bottle, which is full, on my pinky toe at like an angle where it came down at like a, like a point, like the bottom of the can. Just smashed the shit out of it. And uh, I should definitely just re-record this because it's only like a three-minute intro. But this is no mercy. And we do not edit. We will not censor as Bobby would say. So uh, I'm going to trudge forward in, in pain, in pain, like a lot of pain. This really hurts. I'm faking it very well. But like the UFC fighters last night, I will fight forward and fight through the pain. So uh, watched the UFC last night, made a bunch of money. Fantastic card, went phenomenal. You guys know I own gambling companies, so I was locked in, just throwing money around and just crushed it. Woke up this morning, a little bit of a hangover, FaceTime Mom Dukes, talked to her, happy Mother's Day. Everything was good. And I was like, you know what? Let me take a day off Twitter. Let me unplug. I need a day off. Um, you guys should do the same thing. Don't be a slave to Twitter uh, or social media. Like just, just take a, take a day off every seven, eight days, like, or at least 10 hours. Like you can't be locked into this shit 24 hours a day. You're going to lose your mind. So I figured that was a good day to do it. We're building this whole new site and community, which I've been telling you guys about. And that's a bit of a nightmare. So most of this week was a lot of like just the bullshit that I hate. I'm really good. I've started many companies before, but my biggest weakness is this part. I hate being detail oriented and doing, you know, accounting and setting up bank accounts and LLCs and corporations and contracts and lawyers and accountants. And it's a fucking nightmare. So I uh, got through the woods on that pretty much most of that last week, which is great progress uh, for those of you that want this community, which I'm hoping is all of you. Um, and then I, I wanted to do a day to do the fun stuff, which is, you know, design the website. Like what's the look and feel going to be like? So I spent about eight hours with developers and stuff. On Sunday, unplugged from the earth, doing that. Fine, cool. Let's pop in on Twitter. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what everyone's talking about. Pop on for like 30, 40 minutes before I watch the Jordan documentary and fucking boom. Like, Jesus. Like, all hell broke loose in like the 10 hours that I was gone. Like, everything happened in that period of time. Like, Trump's tweeting Obamagate in all capitals. It's trending on Twitter. He's talking about how Obamagate's going to make Watergate look like a picnic. Like, just where, Tommy, where are you? What's going on? Everyone's thinking, half people think I'm dead. So that was crazy. So we're going to talk about that in the podcast. And Obamagate, and what's going on? And what is this? Because I don't think a lot of people know what this is. Uh, they just see that people are talking about it. But like Epstein, that's our job to kind of explain what's going on. So we brought none other than Ben Jamin. Uh, one of our OGs who was on, uh, for those of you guys that have listened to all the episodes and gone back to episode one or were here during episode one, uh, Ben was one of the four of us that started. It was me, Ben, Bob, and Kurt. Uh, that's the four that's on the show today. Ben's kind of our political expert. So he's going to come in and talk about you know where this 
Flynn thing came from, how it integrated, going all the way back to 2016 to bring it to today and then predict the future. Uh, we talk about, you know, odds of Obama going to jail, uh, odds of Obama even facing trial. Uh, we talked about uh, the documents. We talked about FISA. We talked about CrowdStrike, China. You're going to hear it, so you'll hear it as we go through. But there's an important piece in the middle, I think. I made a pretty controversial statement at first, I'm assuming will be, where I said your vote doesn't matter and for most people. And I tried to explain that. So there's a little teaser on it, on how I really, truly stand by that. And we talked about how to make your vote matter and how to get your voice heard and how to build a brand and start to you know, have more of a megaphone than you currently have, even for people who only have 10, 20, 30, 50 Twitter followers. You know, we're going to give you an opportunity with this new venture. Uh, and we do a little teaching lesson on this podcast to kind of help you guys understand, like, hey, how can I be heard? And uh, that's one of the main missions that I have for the rest of this year and with the new company is to make sure all of you are heard and give you a world to live in and an area where you don't have to hide or be suppressed or be censored or be scared or be judged. So uh, tell me what you think of that segment. It's a little different than what we normally do. It was about 20 minutes, more motivational kind of stuff. But uh, if you like it, I'm, I'll do more of it. If you don't, then we'll never do it again. And if you want me to shut the fuck up, I will. So here's the podcast. I'm assuming that's what you want. So let's get to it. Without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 26, I believe, of the No Mercy podcast. I do not know. These three are out of fucking control already. I'm just going to tell you this right now. This is straight up romper room in this room. We have one of our OG gangsters back with us now that political Twitter is going insane. Ben Jammin joining us. Ben, how you fucking been, brah? Oh, I'm good, man. It's glad to be back. I'm here in the leadoff spot. And I'll, you know, get it started. Throw me some softballs and let's get it going. Dude, so follow Ben. Ben, give me your Twitter with all the weird X's and shit because I always fuck it up. My Twitter is <laughs> at xbenjaminx. I've basically had the same uh, formatting in my username since I was tw- a 12-year-old girl. So I <laughs> made sure to keep it. Uh, but yeah, I've always had those X's in it to to keep myself separated out, unique, you know. Right, so it's like an AOL like dating chat room. Dude, right now. that's yeah. an Xbox Live gamer tag name. If I've Bro, ever heard one, I've been putting X's around my username since ASL. <laughs> and we just found out you didn't know your S back then. You were a female at twelve. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I had no idea. At, at the at the time, I had no idea what I was. I really thought I was a potato because nowadays you you know you could really Pop-pop. say you're anything. Yeah. You can identify as anything, but glad to be back. You know, I've been listening in and it's been a little hard, you know, not being there. You know, I feel like I'm injured, got a torn Achilles or something sitting on the bench, but uh, it's <laughs> we also have uh, Bobby joining us today. Bobby is in rare form, by the way, I just want to tell you, and he is infiltrating. The, he's actually starting all the chaos in the pre-show. So it took me about 45 minutes just to calm this group down. <laughs> in the pre-show so bobby if, i think if you listen to the intro depending on how the editing goes 
because we're doing this on a, a separate software. We've never tried four people on this software, so hopefully it sounds good and comes out good. But uh, I, I will get to you in a second, Kurt, what you just did on the opening. But, Bobby, how are you feeling today? How much weed did you smoke? Why are you so hyper? Obamagate, 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 hashtag Obamagate. I'm in rare form. This is my Super Bowl. This is Ben's Super Bowl. We've been waiting on this for three years, and I can't wait to talk about it, as well as and- memes. And what are they doing with your video? You have a new video that's out at Bob's Lessons. You could follow him on Twitter. But Bob, what's up with your uh, what's up with your video here, son? You think there's some shady shit going on with it? Well, uh, yeah. So I made a uh, video about Big Mike's genitalia, Big Mike Obama. And uh, so from the moment that it got released, I couldn't look at any of the Twitter analytics, and I was noticing when it was getting shared, people were saying that they couldn't get it on their timelines. They weren't seeing it. Uh, there was a sensitive content thing that you had to click before you could use it view it so i noticed like right from the inception that it was getting throttled but i you know it, it did what it needed to do and I, I feel like uh i was i was just glad that i'm not a one-hit wonder in this game you know yeah you're a two-hit wonder well this <laughs> yeah. is your third hit this is number three uh, i'd say two uh, i'd say an article yeah, was a hit i mean it wasn't really like a that was like a chorus right, right yeah it wasn't like a song right like i think you should still do an antarctica song but right yeah, so I'll introduce uh, the person who I really hope that we have to use this raw file right here, because you realize, Kurt, that as I started recording and told right. everyone to shut the fuck up, you realized that you spoke before the song started. 100%. Yeah, I you saw that. I'm like, oh, good. Tom didn't say anything. We must be good. Now, <laughs> how do you feel? About, how do you feel? You actually like sabotaged the whole show in the first word. Well, I don't think it'll make it, though, because it was showing double zero, but it did hit on. But I think we're all right. People like that. They like that it's raw. <laughs> Bro, just fucking bring me in. Why do you You're always do ball. that where you try Ladies to get me talking? The bond. The fuck's up, son. So... Right. So is this one of these uh these human episodes where we're gonna just talk about like political shit? Yes, I posted the picture of our pre-show chat uh with me, you Ben, and uh Bobby. And the question was, throw some topics in here. And then Kurt wrote back an alien emoji. And uh-huh. then I wrote, no. And then you said, I'll put you down for a maybe. And yep. I said, no. Mm-hmm. Is that a so hard no? no or it's a hard no. Firm no. Firm, hard no. And, and I'm actually a little upset right now because there is, I'll give her Twitter handle a shout out here. Uh, it's called What the Fuck, <laughs> W-H-A-T, two E's in the, F-A-W-K, four, who is an attractive female who oh. is actually team bod, which I don't like. Well, she's um, team alien. I don't know. Any, any association with she was bad. So basically you wrote something. She said, I'm team bod, no mercy. Let's do it. And I responded by saying, I will not allow this. Kurt will not at any point have any attractive female fans. That is reserved for me, Bobby, and Janet. The reason I don't say Ben, Ben has a beautiful girl. He's, he's happy. He's got everything going on. We don't want to get in the way of Ben's sex life. He's doing a great job. He's killing it over there. Right, Ben? Yes, sir. And your girl might listen to this. So we don't want, we want to make it clear that there are no women which can flirt with Benjamin. She's literally holding a kitchen knife to my neck as I said that right now. <laughs> so, I, so I immediately, the first thing I do whenever an attractive girl tweets at someone, I go and just confirm the fact that Bobby is following her, which he is. <laughs> you two are the biggest creeps. Yeah, go ahead. Bobby, Bobby, do you follow every girl that is a fan of the show on Twitter or no? No, I actually, her mother followed me because of my amazing fireside chats. She was new to the, uh, I guess you call it woke sphere, whatever you want to call it. And she has four beautiful daughters. 
mm-hmm. who she introduced to the same movement. And one of them is what the fuck was it? What the folk? Yes. What the folk? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been talking to her a little bit. How do you feel about Kurt having a female fan? I don't like it. Bro, that's my, I thought female. that was my demographic. Yours? How is it yours? <laughs> Bob, you're 130 pounds. Fuck. No girl wants to fuck something they can break. Uh, have, <laughs> have we verified that it's not a bot yet? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Bob Dick has dust all over it. What are you talking about? Bob's. Yours. That's my market. I am I am 41 and single and independently wealthy, ladies, in case you were wondering. So, so that's Tom, my demographic. And Bobby gets my leftovers. Tom, you were asking me about uh, the app that I'm creating. It yeah. Was- it, it was a, an app that I use that generates random pictures of girls and messages Kurt on Twitter. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the app that we need. <laughs> okay, time out. Can we talk about this, uh, the, the re- No Mercy five-star review that we got that talked about, oh, finally the bod gets his own format. Oh, I love how you guys are shocked when the bod's got some fans. <laughs> I was the host of the year. Did you just Kevin Durant yourself on a review? <laughs> it was not me. I literally have never left a review in my life. I honestly don't even know how to do it. He's Karen Durant. Karen Durant. Hold on. Where is this review? I want to read this fucking thing. It's on like, you... there's no I way. I got it right here right if you want me to read it. Oh, he's just trying <laughs> he to has it. It's, it's, it's saved in his notes on iPhone. <laughs> it's my background. <laughs> it's like Ron Burgundy pulling out a jazz flute. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not prepared to do it. But I have it right in front of me. Oh, Kurt, would you like to read it? Can uh, you read yeah. first of all? I don't. I don't know if you can read. Do you? You want me to do it? This is from Seabreeze06. Uh, finally, <laughs> like Bob, let me read it. All right. <laughs> finally, a place where you could find the bod. It's in capital letters. <laughs> the bod's takes. Guy is so hard to find but always has such deep and insightful (laughs) knowledge on the world. The other contributors are cool too, whatever. Must listen and share. Five stars. Okay. So, Kurt, first of all, that's your account. Second of all, see what Seabreeze 06. He was just like looking around his room for names and saw like a high, like a, a household cleaning object called Seabreeze. <laughs> I think that's a car. I think he's talking no. about the. He oh. was watching the movie. Seabring, <laughs> okay. Kurt. That's a Seabring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a Seabreeze. I think you're right. No, check out that 06 Seabreeze driving down the street. (laughs) And they're blaring riders in the storm. (laughs) Seabreeze is a cocktail. Yeah, Yeah, Seabreeze is a cocktail, Kurt. That is true. So, uh, so. yeah, so the bot is killing it on the lady front. So, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show today. Uh, I made some notes here. I don't know if we're going to get to them all. Uh, I'll share them with you guys in the in the thread here, but I mean, obviously, Obamagate is the biggest thing that's going on right now. Um, ben, you've been waiting for this for a long time. Bobby, you have too. I have. Kurt, uh, who the fuck knows? If it's not aliens, he doesn't care. But there's other shit that's been going on around this. So, where do you guys want to start with this Obamagate thing? Because we could start with the Scavino tweet that maybe tipped everyone off. We could talk about Flynn first, and then lead into Obamagate. Where do you think's the progressive proper way to start? We should probably do a setup of what what led to Obamagate. Yeah, and, yeah. and how we got here. Yeah. So everybody knows that the 2016 election was the biggest election in our country's history. There was huge, huge repercussions depending on whether Hillary Clinton won or Donald Trump won. So 
one of the things that was going on before Trump uh, was the nominee is that the Obama administration was targeting uh Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, because he was in the Obama administration and was speaking out about the way that they were approaching their relationship with Iran and how that we were not really trying to track down ISIS and Al Qaeda. And we were just kind of letting them know where we would be and all all these different things. He was the head of, of the DIA. And so this is, you know, a super spy, 30 year military veteran. And the Obama administration was targeting him before Trump even was on the scene. But once they saw that Flynn was starting to get involved with Trump and he was the uh, NSA, incoming NSA, they started attacking him and going after him. And the first thing that they did with him is they were investigating him and supposed ties to Russia and they cleared him on January 4th, 2017. 2017, January 4th. And then on January 5th, um, Peter Stroke said, hey, is that uh, investigation on Flint still open? And they said, yeah, we haven't closed it yet. He says, "Okay, we're going to go interview him and set him up for a perjury trap, paraphrasing. So they they sent uh, Comey, sent James Comey, the FBI director at the time, sent two FBI agents to go and interview Flint at the White House. And uh, Andrew McCabe told him not to bring a lawyer. It was just a regular chat. And, you know, he didn't think anything of it because at this point he doesn't know. Yeah, he was. Well, he doesn't even know that he's being criminally investigated. Right. Right. I mean, the whole point here and I'll kick right back to you. So the whole point here that people need to understand is that this was basically done. Like everything was done. They had nothing. And this was a last ditch kind of Hail Mary by them to go and get him to step on his dick or trap him or frame him or whatever it is. So he's thinking right. like, I'm fine here. I'm good. Right. Right. And, and to credit Dan Bongino, uh, who mentions this on his podcast all the time, but what happened around the time that Flynn was having the call with the uh, ambassador of Russia, uh, Kislyak, right before that, I, I believe the day before or sometime that week, it was when Obama expelled the uh, Russian diplomats so they knew that General Flynn was going to be getting a call from them asking about it because he's the incoming NSA and they wanted to know how it affects them you know, in the next administration. And Flynn was away on vacation at the time. So there was a, a much better opportunity for them to spy on him when he's out of the country than when he's in the country because they can use different kind of tools since you're not supposed to be spying domestically. So... They interviewed him. Um, This was after he had already been cleared. So they had the transcript of what the call was with him. He knew that. He mentioned it to them. They said he wasn't lying at that interview. Supposedly, uh, it's on their 302s, which is notes that a form that they take after an interview. And they said that he w- there was no indication that he was being deceptive. And then later on, we all find those out were just, that he's being charged. Those, those were just released, right? Those transcripts that you're talking about, those 302s? Well, well, the transcript of Michael Flynn's phone call has not been released yet. And I don't even believe that him or his lawyer has even seen the transcript at this point. What was released is the transcript of the House um, in, in impeachment investigations, that they were having with uh, a bunch of, you know, former Obama administration officials like James Clapper, Evelyn Farkas, Susan Rice, like all these different people who are in that administration. They released those transcripts last year. And Clapper basically was like his 
what he said in those transcripts directly contradicted what he's been saying on air for like the last two or three years. That was the case with the large majority of them. And that's why Schiff was holding those transcripts hostage, essentially. But not to get too far off topic, that is that is what led into basically the Russia collusion hoax was targeting Flynn and then also ancillary targets where George Papadopoulos, Carter Page, Paul Manafort. So you had uh, potentially FISA warrants on all four of these people. And they looked, uh, they had the FISA court uh, look at a lot of the applications that have been put in over the past few years. And they found out every single one of them had very large errors. So it's a pattern and it's, um, you know, they use it as the defense of, oh, well, you know, it was not malicious because they're just incompetent and can't do their jobs and they're always making errors. But the problem is they do these things on purpose because they are malicious with it. And so right. you get all of that, you get the malicious spying, you get it on Flynn, you get it on all these other characters who there was never really incriminating evidence on except the perjury traps. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Paul Manafort, who did a lot of shady shit before he got even involved with Trump. And, and I think he's a shady person to begin with, and I have no support for him. But the rest of them, you know, if Flynn wasn't going to be exonerated, which is, you know, one of the best things to happen to us in a long time, he was going to be pardoned anyway if they did decide to go through with it. So that's and, your lead yeah. into Obamagate. And to right. me, like, I feel like the Flynn uh, exoneration got the ball rolling for everything else. Um, in the other aspect of it is that they withheld, like, the uh, DOJ, a lot, of, a lot of the, you know, elements of you know, the names that you were talking about, they withheld the fact that there was an active investigation going on to, to Trump. You know, mm-hmm. about Flynn, because Flynn was going to be, like you said, the NSA advisor. And so and, and these orders to withhold the information came from the top. And so that's where this the, the Obama gate starts to come from, is that these orders to withhold information came directly from the top. Yes. And, and that's the same thing that they were talking about uh, with P, uh, Lisa Page and Peter Stroke in their text saying, POTUS wants to know everything. So they were talking about what he wanted to know. They just came out about the January 5th meeting that they had in the White House where Susan Rice wrote that memo to uh, that email to herself saying Obama wants to do everything by the book. And then you just had Flynn's lawyer, Sidney Powell, who is an all-star, by the way, mm-hmm. come out and say that the reason that they were actually targeting Flynn is because he was planning to audit John Brennan and the Intel committee uh, community for running billions of dollars off the books. Mm-hmm. So there, there was a lot of animosity towards him already, but he was going to come in with a flamethrower the way that um, the acting DNI Richard Grinnell is doing now. And I think, I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that's the most important part of all this. When everyone always talks about, you know, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. It's never us right in our echo chamber. It's always the outsiders. It's the normies. It's the sheep. It's the people watching CNN. It's people who aren't following you know, what's going on on Twitter and don't even know there isn't an Obamagate hashtag. Like, cause that's the funny thing. Most people don't realize there's 330 million people in America. And even if we're saying that Obamagate was tweeted 5 million, 10 million times, right? Cause they're obviously fucking with the algorithm. We'll talk about that in a second. But even if it's 20 million, you have to understand that means each of us are tweeting it like a hundred to 500 times, right? Mm-hmm. So how many actual people was that, you know, a couple hundred thousand, but right. Like maybe a million, you know, that actually, so, so there's still 229 million people 
who probably don't even know what the fuck this is going on or what it's about. Right. And we need to keep that in mind at all times that those are the people that keep saying there's nothing happening because there's not looking to see that something's happening. So we've been saying, Bob, me and you talked about it this morning. We've talked about it on prior podcasts. We talked about it on the Periscopes you do on your Twitter handle where we've gone very in depth saying this is a slow process. And I'll, I'll be, I'll admit it. I think we'll all admit it. Maybe we all jumped the gun a little bit once quarantine started. Like it just made sense, right? Like this is it. This is the moment. It's going to happen right now in the next by Easter, by this date. But again, we also preach don't get caught up on dates. And now we're seeing this slow unraveling. It's fair to say that Trump has been waiting until Flynn was freely released and totally away and exonerated and everything was going on. He might have been ready to set him free himself. And then the little birdies in his ear are like, by the way, we got him. You don't need to do that. Like the the FBI fucked themselves and this is going to come out. And now you're seeing an absolute explosion. And everyone thinks, Bobby, this is a maniacal Trump rant. Like that's what they're talking about on every channel. When I don't think they realize what Trump just did the other night with his hundred fucking tweets in like fucking 20 minutes, the content of those tweets, the level of those tweets that he was sending out, what he was retweeting, and the fact that NBC had to form a retractment on a story. Obamagate was trending number one worldwide and being suppressed. Like this is the beginning of finally some big shit that seems like it's about to go down, Bob. Yeah, and you know, I retweeted this uh, Dan Scavino tweet because it's important that before we talk about Trump's tweets, that we understand you know who Dan Scavino is. And he's he's like the deputy chief of staff of communications, social media. You know, he's not going to tweet something out unless there's a purpose. And I believe it was the day after Flynn got exonerated, or it might have been two days after. He he posts a uh, a meme or an image of Trump. What I think it was in Trump Tower, uh, standing by a window and outside. Uh, Barack Obama's looking at him with binoculars, spying on him. And he tweeted that out. I mean, you're talking about somebody directly related to the president of the United States of America tweeting that out. He's not going to do that unless there's some meaning. So as soon as I saw that, I I retweeted this. I was like, this is a big deal. Um, And I thought as soon as I saw that, that we're going to start hearing some stuff from Donald Trump, because we talked about that the investigations developing, a.k.a. the stories developing, but Trump just gave it a title on Sunday. He just gave it a title yesterday. So now this now this movie's called Obamagate. And now we know what it is and we know what they're gonna do. But to allude to Tommy's point, he he went on a Twitter storm yesterday, and I think the day is perfect. Mother's Day, a lot of you know, not much going on. You're hanging out with the family and you know, maybe late at night you're jumping on your Twitter feeds. But he went after everybody. He went directly after the forty fourth president of the United States. He he talked he went after John Kerry, Rod Rosenstein, Schiff. I mean, you name it. And he he was posting articles. Like he was posting memes. I mean, it was unbelievable. And um, so we have a title to this thing now. And we also have, keep in mind, the president of the United States of America is posting information for everybody in the world, 70 million Twitter followers, to read for themselves. And then it's really, at this point, it's up to the American people whether or not they want to think Trump's being tyrannical or they actually want to read the information because at some point they're going to have to realize that there is actual documentation now. We're not just talking about this. Like we can look to files. We can look to the, the Russian files and the FBI files, all this all this stuff that's being leaked now. We can look to this and say, here, read this. There's nothing there. 
There's nothing there. Here, read this. Barack Obama knew what was going on. He knew about the Flynn investigation before they had the meeting. James Clapper told him directly he had knowledge of this stuff. He told the FBI to withhold information from Donald Trump about Flynn. All of these things can be provable now. So it, it's pretty shocking, and, and I'm really interested to see how this movie unfolds. But, I mean, if you don't think there's anything going on by now, like, I just – I don't really know what to say at this point because it's – I mean, talk about the Q proof too, just because I know that's your, you're our resident, like we all, we all, I mean, Ben, you're not a big Q guy, right? No, no, not really. Um, yeah. Kurt doesn't know what the fuck he is, but so, not, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I tell, I tell people this all the time that, that I follow Q for specific drops, you know, like if there's a good in, info drop or something like that, you know, info dump. Uh, but there was a Q proof yesterday that was interesting where uh, somebody in the, uh, in the, in the chats or in the chance said, uh, Q plus give us an Obama gate to let us know you're there. And then a couple hours later, uh, so Q plus people think is actually the president of the United States in these, in these boards, you can believe it or not. Right. But right. three hours later, the president tweeted out Obama gate. And then later that night, Q came back in the board and said, this one's for the Anons. That could mean absolutely nothing. But the fact of the matter is that like the, it was preempted in the boards or in the, in the chans. And then he tweeted out Obama gate, uh, three hours later, you know, it could have been a coincidence. I don't know, but either way, the important thing now is that just like with Watergate, just like with the you know the Spygate, whatever you want to call it, this has a name to it now, Obamagate, and that's why it's important that we keep the hashtags going. Is that everybody tattoos the word Obamagate in their heads going forward? Even the normies, even the people that have no idea what's going on, they no need, idea what it means. They need Obama. You guys got to remember, Trumpgate is trending higher than Obamagate. No, it isn't. That's yeah. a fuck. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Trump gate is 10, Obama gate's 15 on my Trump phone. It's been up there a hundred times over the last few years. I've seen that up there a million times. That's a bot driven fucking. Yeah, I get nut. that. But I'm saying the average person, that's what they see is Trump gate ahead of Obama gate. So it looks like Obama gate's the one retaliating against Trump. Well, that's, that's Jack from Twitter trying to do exactly. it. Exactly. Right. The reality is that this Obamagate thing is going to continue to spread and spread and spread and spread. When you go to Trumpgate, there's fucking nothing there. Yeah, you know, when I've you go to been about this all day. I've, I've been monitoring it and like posting screenshots of it, actually. And I did one right before we got on here. And the reason is because it, it's been trending hashtag Obamagate for the last couple of days. And uh, sorry, since le- yesterday and last night, it was number one everywhere with 3 million tweets. And then today Trumpgate was at like 20,000 and Obamagate was at 3 million and it was higher. And then just an hour ago, I, I tweeted out because the trend for Obamagate changed from hashtag Obamagate to quote Obamagate quote. And so I said, can someone tell me the difference between the two terms and why they trend differently? My hypothesis is that they're similar enough that they're captured in the trend, but different enough that they'd have to shadow ban it specifically. And so I was just looking at it and I refreshed my screen and it went from Obamagate with the quotes around it as the number one trend um, at 3 million. And now it's not even there at all. Five minutes later. And Trumpgate is number one with 133,000 tweets. Well, I'll, I'll say this, okay? And Ben, I'm going to rip you a little bit here too. So when I go to Trumpgate, the first thing that comes up <clears throat> is Ben Jamin saying, so Trumpgate with 92,000 tweets is trending number five in Obamagate. <laughs> so you actually contributed to the fucking hashtag. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And I'll look at the 
first 10, it's Joey Saladino, Melissa A, Linda S, like all people that follow me that I follow, Ben Jammin. You guys are fucking tweeting Trump game. Right, but it's not Stop, the point. Stop, right Trump game. Don't put the hashtag no, 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 in. No, 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 because it's not, it's not the point about tweeting it out. It's the point that one has significantly more view uh, tweets. Yeah, I know that. Much lower trending. Well, I don't care I if Trump tweet, trends. I don't care if it trends, but the fact that it's number one at 100-something thousand and uh, Obamagate is number 15 at three-something million, that's where the problem is. I got an idea. I got an idea. So we're starting something now. I actually reached out to a couple of people this morning because I was like, is there, you know how when you do an email and you can write a signature on your email so that every email you send, it says, you know, Benjamin, right on yeah. the bottom of it. And you don't have to write that in like, you know, COO of this company, whatever. So I was like, is there a way on Twitter to get that? First of all, do any of you know if there is? No. Is there a way to have like a signature um, on is Twitter? Your handle? Um, what do you, no, your handle is. No, no. Like, what are you trying to do? No, I'm saying like so that every tweet I write, it just automatically adds hashtag Obamagate. Oh. <laughs> like a signature on an email. Like if I write an email, it says, you know, on the bottom of it, it says Tommy G, president of Elite, blah, 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 blah. So I don't think there is. So I'm trying to do, we started a thing, uh, Inevitable did it this morning. I was looking for it this morning, then Inevitable posted it out. Um, inevitable underscore ET, you should follow him, he's great. But uh, he posted something out, say every tweet we all put for the next week, uh, we're putting hashtag Obamagate on it. And if they start fucking with us, we can do it for two weeks and three weeks, which I, I just love. I, you know me. I love to attack everyone. So I love when everyone else is attacking. I jumped all in. Maybe what we do, Ben, maybe we all start to use the hashtag Trumpgate with the Obamagate and we just post Obama shit under the Trumpgate hashtag and just take over that hashtag. So every time that they start something to distract us, we fill the whole hashtag with just fucking bad Obama shit. I, I think that's what everyone does anyway. You know, like they <laughs> they, they essentially just troll them like whenever because you'll and and the, and this goes to exactly what you were saying about me tweeting it, right? Trumpgate, you know, it'll start at 20,000 and then a bunch of conservatives will get on there and just start making fun of it, posting memes and doing all this and then it's trending at 130,000, but by then it's actually our hashtag. Right. But the fact that it's still trending higher than the one that says Obamagate because you know what the implications of the phrase means. You know, Obamagate is bad for Obama. So right. the fact that they're not letting that trend and it keeps, you know, rising to the top and then they bump it down. Like you, it, you can see it happening in real time. It goes to it goes to what Bobby always says, the left can't meme. Right. Yeah. Bob, like, I mean, literally, if you go to the Obamagate hashtag, it's all fucking like burned, you know, and if you go to yeah. the Trumpgate hashtag, it's like, Look at these cute lefties trying to fucking distract <laughs> from Obamagate. Like, oh, you try. They're involved in the hashtags. Like, they're all ours. Like, yeah. they're so bad at social media. They're so fucking bad. But is it. this good for everyone? I, I think that? I mentioned this last podcast. No. We're all on the same team, yet this divide and conquer mentality is ruining true. everyone. Are we all on the same We're team? We're not. We are not all on the we same team. We all want the same we, shit, though. No, Peace. Bro, are you, are you, don't you want like rub? Are you rubbing okay, your okay, crystal me, right now? Just, I, no, I'm the exact opposite because I don't want to give in to the government mentality of divide and conquer the country. I think we should be us right now. Okay, right, so Kurt, you want a family and you want to provide for your family. Right. Right. And he there wants to give action of people. And he wants to give. See, I just muted Ben there. How great was that? You see what I just did? <laughs> oh, you, did you just Tony Reale him? He's muted. He's that muted. Good. Yeah, he did fucking mute me. Yeah, get out again. All right. So, oh, I what love this. this wait, so, is this, so is let, this conspiracy make, around the whole? Hold on, hold on, Ben. Down, Bobby. Down, Kurt. Down. Everyone's out. 
All right, I've just muted all of you. No, you didn't. I could just click it back on. Ah, <laughs> I'm not. Yo, Kurt, Kurt's the I'm Woody Page. <laughs> Kurt's the Woody Page of this podcast. See, now I forgot what I was going to say because you three didn't shut the fuck yeah. up. Well, I didn't forget what I was going to say. So, of course. <laughs> Kurt, you, you want a family and you want to provide for them and you want to do the best by your family. <laughs> Action of people who don't want the American family to survive and they don't want people to have families and they but want. But do they or don't they? Do they? Yes. Is yes, it real do. though, or is it just virtue signaling through social media? That's well, the question. Have you ever heard of the one child policy in China? Yeah, where they throw females off a cliff? <laughs> yeah, they're communists. We have a large scale communist rising in this country. Right, because right, right. they gave you their government think, power. You may think we're all on the same side because we live within the same borders that we see as borders that they don't see as borders. They do not want the country of America to exist. There are people who want this who? to be completely disbanded. Who? L- larger and larger. Large groups. No, are we talking about China or the liberal No, movement? we're talking about within the, are the United States. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah, but the, as, they don't believe it, in the ideals of the United States. They don't believe in the Constitution. Like Ben was saying, the, the, the nuclear family, right. all the things that provided a frame. And I'm going to go one layer deeper because I know some of you guys don't have faith, but faith is a part of a lot of people's American culture. And so there's a lot of people that want to strip the family away, that want to strip the you know constitutional rights away, want to strip everything that made the United States culture what it is and right. give into globalism. And that's going on. Of course, on. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I know what Kurt's trying to say in his, you know, somewhat retarded way. But um, basically <laughs> what Kurt's trying to say is we're all people. We just want to live, right? Like some right. tree hugger or some shit. Like, let's just wait for the aliens. These are my trans out. ways. Right. Yeah. So here, here's what I will tell Kurt. Hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Don't make me mute you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, whenever I'm speaking, everyone shut the fuck up. So, stunned. So uh, so what Kurt's trying to say, I get it. There are a lot of confused Democrats. Let's just call it that, even though I like to call it the far left. But there's a lot of confused Democrats out there, which we speak to every day, who don't even realize that, hey, we're all looking for the same thing. We're, we're trying to help you guys. Like, that's what they don't understand. When I'm talking to my friends and shit, and they're like, right. you're crazy. I'm like, time out. The only reason the Nazis had the movement is because no one fought it. The only reason Napoleon... Or anyone out there was able to only read China turned into the way it is now. China didn't start like this. China turned into a dictatorship because they allowed it. And then the government took control of the people to the point where now if you talk against the government, they would just kill you. Right? So we're not at that point yet. But we as patriots see us moving heavily in that direction. We've seen it for years. We knew if Hillary got in, we might not be able to control it. As Ben said, to start this whole thing off. About 2016, we knew if Hillary won, we're probably done as a country. She would have been the final hammer to put the fucking new world order in. So we actually now have a window to change it before it's too late. And we have to do everything in our power to wake people up and to fight against this evil that we believe in no exists, whether it's the who or Bill Gates or Fauci or China or Iran or whatever the fuck it is. We have to fight against it now. We're not dividing our country We're actually trying to unite our country because once all this shit goes down and Obama goes to jail and Hillary goes to jail, and if all this shit ends up happening, guess what? All your Democrat libtard friends, they're going to wake up real fucking fast. 
real fucking fast they're going to wake up. Kurt, since you raised your hand, I'll go to you. And then Bob's Bob hand's been up for a while. I think okay, it's just okay. stuck you don't, there. Talk much. you don't talk much, so I'm going to you first. Go. Yeah, just uh, see, don't you think that's part of the divide and conquer, though? This whole left movement of uh, the left invented the useful idiots, right? And that's what their people have become. So right. it was on purpose. And you see where if there's political leaders that are too far gone, like AOC, they don't let them advance to higher powers. So they like the idea of pushing the propaganda because it causes division, but they never let someone like that become president. I mean, they were about to with Hillary, but anyway, Bobby. Well, Tommy hit the nail on the head because here's what we're really battling. The I mean, divide. I tend to do that a lot. I shouldn't have said that. Really, See, I, already, really, I just want to take a moment of silence. I'll mute you all for a second. Okay. I'm really good at this, by the way. Okay. You're all back. Okay. I shouldn't have said that. I knew I shouldn't. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I know I screwed. Um, The divide and conquer realistically in this particular instance is between government and people. And what the government's trying to do is use subversion to get them to join up on their team. And so when we talk about that there's a divide in the country, we have people that want freedom and independence. And then we have a group of people that are under a subversive literal, in my opinion, mind spell. And the reason why I know this is because, and I'll just use this as an example, Donald Trump has 96% approval rating with the Republican Party. However, however, his approval ratings keep going up. That means people are jumping ship. That means people are leaving the left or independents are starting to see what's going on. So, and then how many people that are listening to this podcast that believe some of the things that we do try to talk, just ask the most basic questions, just basic questions about certain political, you know, socio-political topics, and they get shut down. They get ridiculed. They get, you know, it, like I, it happened to me yesterday twice, and that means literally that you are under a form of mind control if you can't even have a normal conversation or debate with somebody. Your mind has been subverted. So what we're trying to say, Kurt, is like, and Ben's trying to say the same thing that there is a faction of people that want globalism and want to destroy america but guess what they really don't want to they just don't know better they haven't seen the other side of the coin because i was on that side of the coin where i thought globalism was the way to go and it took somebody you know teaching me that no this is actually very destructive to our planet and we're giving more power to the elite and to the authority to say okay well i don't want to be on that team so that's in my opinion i think that's the divide and conquer yeah, you need you need sometimes you need a civil war in whatever manner it is to actually get civil rights. And sometimes it looks like it's chaos and crazy. But if it's for the better good, which this is, uh, this, this is this is necessary right now. We need to take it to levels we haven't been. Anything else you want to chime in on this year? I know we ju- jumped the shark on the uh, Flynn thing. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of an issue when people try to think that when you see, you know, blue check marks on Twitter, get a lot of retweets and you see a lot of you know comments and hashtags and trending and all this that isn't the larger representation of the 320 million people in the country you know there's not there's not even like one third of that on twitter and then you got to think the people who are on twitter probably aren't very active probably aren't posting much so there's a very small faction of people that are within these echo chambers that are really having their voice amplified because of the way that social media is in these days. And, you know, a single tweet can make a 24 hour news headline. 
And so people are, are looking at this and they're getting their information and, you know, they're seeing misinformation that gets retweeted 50,000 times. And then the correction gets, you know, 2000 retweets. There's a lot of this going on and people need to just understand that you, you're, you're battling against ideas. You know, it, not to bring in Alex Jones, but it really is an info war. It's an informational war because not everyone is, you know, so masculine bringing out their swords and meet, you know, meet me at the field and let's kill each other. It's, it's different nowadays. And it's based on information and based on how you can control the narrative. And that's what we're really fighting against is the narrative of misinformation. And and the thing about it is, I don't think people understand that we matter now. Like I was telling to, uh, so I had a, a friend I was talking to two weeks ago, I believe it was. And we were talking about voting, right? And the thing I was telling them was, I was like, listen, and I'm going to say this to everyone listening to the podcast right now, even though it may sound bad. I live in New Jersey, okay? My vote doesn't matter, okay? I'm sorry to say it, Patriots. I'm sorry to break it to you. My fucking vote doesn't matter. Me walking to that voting booth is nothing more than a constitutional right I am exercising. Okay, and and be pissed at me all you want. How do I make my vote matter? Well, one vote doesn't fucking matter, but 500 does, 5,000 does. And everyone's going, well, if all of us go and do it, and that's not going to fucking happen. My job as a voter in 2020, which I decided in 2016, which I didn't do enough to make my vote matter at all because I was one vote and some people I talked to. My goal for the last four years has been, I am going to make my vote turn into thousands of votes. So what I'm doing and what Ben's doing and what Bobby's doing, and Kurt doesn't know what he's doing, but Janet's doing, no idea. So what we're doing is I'm saying I'm going to build a platform. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to spread the word. So now think about it since before, you know, anyone followed me on Twitter, you know, there's probably, I mean, it's fair to say there's probably a few thousand people and then not 120 But there's a few thousand people who probably wouldn't have voted for Trump in 2016, who maybe my Twitter and my tweets and my obnoxiousness on SiriusXM and No Mercy and all this and shoving information down their throat. Is it fair to say that two to three percent of my Twitter and I'm asking you guys for answers, two to three percent of my Twitter is now going to vote Trump that was maybe in the middle? Is that a fair statement? Yeah, it's a very fair statement. Absolutely. So I now turned my vote into 3000 votes. Now my vote matters. If you're just going to go go to a poll and stay quiet and shut the fuck up and not cause disruption amongst your coworkers or your family or on Facebook or anything else, then you're that, going to the poll and voting for Trump. You're doing nothing for the movement. You, I'm sorry. You're doing fucking nothing because 90 percent of states are already going to vote red or blue. Right. It, there's like there's like there's five or seven states that are fucking going to swing the whole country. So unless you live in one of those states, your vote means nothing. But if you can get your whole community or 200 people in your town or 1,000 people on the internet or 50 people or 10 people, then you're making your vote matter. And that's what this is right now to kind of touch on what you were saying before, Kurt. This is an information information war, like Ben just said. And our job is to speak the fuck up because you think you're being a good soldier in 2016 by not wearing your MAGA hat and letting the liberals fucking have discussions about how this country trumps a piece of shit and you just keep your mouth shut and do your job and hide in the shadows, well, guess what? You're part of the problem. 
You're probably a bigger part of the problem than the liberals. Are you yelling at me? allowing that to happen. Me? Everyone. <laughs> Anyone who's cutting the fuck up. You're not. It's ready to <laughs> fucking you bust your face up. Kick him out. Like, can we do that? Can we just remove him instead of muting him? But th- that's the whole point of what I'm saying. Like, the biggest part of the problems in Nazi Germany were the people that knew what was going on, knew what was about to happen, but shut the fuck up out of fear. Yeah, because that famous like, poem, the first they came for me poem. Right. And Bobby is saying the right thing that some of these people are so brainwashed that they don't know what the fuck's going on. Think about your biggest libtard friend. They're just gone. I don't blame them. They've been brainwashed. I don't blame Lady Gaga. I don't blame fucking all uh, Billie Eilish. I don't blame all these people who are brainwashed, Justin Bieber. I blame the people who know what's going on and do nothing about it. That's the problem. So if you were a listener to this podcast, if you follow us on Twitter, and if you do know what's going on and you're still shutting the fuck up, you might as well join the left. Just go. We don't need you. Go. Go to the other side. At least convert five people. But step the fuck up and stop being fucking scared or we're going to lose the whole fucking country and probably the whole world. That's my that's my rant. Bobby? Yeah, I mean, I agree. And to kind of bring it back to General Flynn, he said this in 2016, exactly what Ben and you and Kurt talked about. This is he said this. This is unconventional warfare. This is digital warfare. And we have an army of digital soldiers called citizen journalists. So here's what happened in 2016. Citizen journalism took over. It became the new dominant form of medium. And ever since we won the meme war and we've been winning the meme war. You know, why do you think I'm making these videos? Yes, they're funny and entertaining, but guess what else they do? They have like an underlying hint of truth, and that's what memetics is. And it's a quick, what I call digital billboard. So you can laugh during these memes, but then at the end, you see a, you know, an image of Joe Biden that looks like he's mentally defeated. And that might swing an independent voter from voting from Biden to voting for Trump. And, and if I could do that with some of the independents, then I've done my job. If my video reaches... 350,000 people and 5% of them decide, Oh my God, I can't vote for this guy. I, let me, let me check Trump out. What's going on over here. You know? And or, I know Ben, Ben, I know, I know you're coming in now and I want to kick to you right now. The uh, people have to remember about Bobby and that video that just got 300,000 retweets, uh, not retweets views. Bobby, how many Twitter followers did you have a year ago? 500. Right. And right. did you not, were you not afraid to put your picture on your avatar? I'm not trying to blow you no, up. Here, no, 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 please. I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, don't go, listen, it's not blowing you up because you made the transition. I don't care what you did before you. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't make a transition. We got to be careful with our wording no, you, here. Ben <laughs> transitioned when he was 12. Bob, you transitioned at 35. Bobby's becoming. <laughs> becoming Bobby. <laughs> becoming Bobby. <laughs> Wait, hold oh, on. Is that, hand- Twitter handle. Is that Kurt, handle? Time out. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, where's Kurt? Hold on, let me play the sound. Yeah, fucked up. All right, Kurt. Yeah, what's I need up? Your input here. You know how we had the conversation with Bobby about how what he wants his new Twitter handle to be? Yes. What do you think of becoming Bobby? I like it a lot. That, that, is, is, great. that is great. I don't want to be attached big to Big Mike. <laughs> it's going to be Big Mike. Big Bob. <laughs> big Bob. That's so good. Oh, but that's so no, good. The, I mean, yes. A but year to, ago, to finish to finish the point I was making yeah. here. So, you know, Bobby a year ago, for the last, I mean, God, since I knew the fucking kid, he's been one of the most he's the reason we started No Mercy, right? Like, I mean, that's that's what it was. Like we Bobby used to have conversations with me and Kurt on the phone. And 
We used to sit there on the phone and Bobby used to talk to us about everything from fucking Bigfoot to 9-11 to this to that to Obama to all this. And we've all been into the conspiracy theories and talked about it. But these were phone conversations for the last five, ten years. And Kurt would talk about aliens and we'd talk about like regular shit. <laughs> and then and then Bobby, once once I started the No Mercy podcast, Kurt, me and you had the conversation from the beginning. This is not going to end up being a sports comp podcast, right? And I was saying, how do I take advantage of my following and make a difference and do something political? And correct, Kurt, you guided, actually you helped transition it to a conspiracy podcast, right? Right. Sports were the no-brainer because we had a built-in audience. It was the in. I had an audience. It was an in. I knew I could you know, capture people and then convert. So then Bobby came in and didn't want his name on it, didn't want his picture. You know, I'm still teaching lessons. You know, I don't I don't want to be the crit. Right, Bob? Is anything I'm saying here wrong? No, everything's correct. Um, I want a Twitter to be almost my um, secret perfect, hiding place. Secret hiding place where I can let out all my cathartic shit that I can't let out on Facebook because aunt right. so-and-so or uncle so-and-so is listening. You know? Right. And and then that's what it was. And then slowly and granted, I know a lot of people will say, well, I mean, he had you. So it's easy. I mean, it's true. Without me, Bobby's nothing. We all know. that. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. But <laughs> we all get it. But no, but it is true. So we started this podcast and Ben, me and Ben had never even fucking met. Like I just knew him from DFS on Twitter. And, you know, he was the only other person in the industry because, Ben, you would agree our whole fucking industry is just completely left. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of them are, are, are libtards, right? But, you know, we had a different job. That's what we did. I didn't care if I was left or right as long as I won them bets and made them money, right? But Ben was the only one in the whole fucking industry that I would see tweet and go, oh, this fucking kid gets it. Right, Ben? And we no, became, no, and no. Honest, I brought yeah, in Ben. No, no, no. I it brought was, in Ben. Yeah, it was Bob. So, so what's funny? Well, first of all, I want to say that even though people in my industry or in my friend circle, they, you know, they're liberals or they're Democrats, like, I still get along with everybody until right. they attack me. And so, you know, I'm, I'm fine to have conversations with anybody and talk with them and discuss and, you know, people know this, people disagree with me, DM me all the time and we go back and forth. And, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not the type of person that's going to attack you until you attack me. So I, I, I'm open to everything uh, and conversations, but so to lead into that is, yeah, me and Bobby used to talk a lot and I didn't know that Tom and Bob were cousins, but I would talk to them, you know, kind of separately, but mo mostly Bobby because Tommy, you know, answers once every you know 48 right, hours. Right, yeah, and yeah, but the, one of the first conversations Tommy and I had was about Stockholm syndrome and how the left has a severe form of Stockholm And by the syndrome. way, time out. I have a text thread between me and you that I just dug up from 2016 of me and you talking about fighting the left is like fighting off zombies in this industry. So please tell me how you fucking met Bobby before me in this conversation. Because I got it fucking right here where you're talking about – you just said Stockholm Syndrome, right? Yeah. Yep. You actually no. wrote fucking Stockholm Syndrome July of 2016. There you go. So I how did Bobby discover you and I did? I didn't say I didn't Bobby say. discovered me. So we'll, we'll now readmit no, no, no. Bobby's useless and I No, <laughs> I didn't say Bobby discovered me, but he connected me to the podcast in, in that form. Like he would – because you came to me like, yo – Bobby's telling me that, you know, he wants you on the podcast also. So I think this would be a good combination and it just kind of worked out. But 
Yeah. Well, no, but when I when John, I when I called you, Tommy, answer. when I called you, Tommy, you you told me that you knew who he was already. Right. No, I, I know yeah. exactly how it happened. Right. Yeah. So Bobby hit me and he was like, "Yo, this dude Ben really gets it. He's he's on top of his." I was shit. like, I "Bro, I slid into like, his DMs like a couple." Like, years I know, ago. Ben. I, I, I was me. literally recruiting him to hire him for my sports company back then when I found <laughs> yeah. out. You know, right. like that's when we started talking in sixteen when I was yep. going to bring it on. So you know, go on, continue. Yeah. So no, no, no. So um. <laughs> so it, it was it was funny that you know I was talking to them each individually. Me and Tommy, we knew who each other were, but we didn't communicate too often. We're both very very okay. busy people. But me and Bobby, you know, like w- for some reason, like we just saw each other a lot more on the feeds, and we would comment on the feeds together. And then we started DMing, and then somehow it came up that you guys were cousins. And oh I yeah, was like, cousins, oh, this cousins. Is, this is yeah, dick pics, right? Yeah. It, th- this is this was uh before Bobby was becoming. So <laughs> becoming Bob Ocean. Yeah. So no, it, it was just a, a good transition because we were all kind of talking about the same thing and we're coming from different experiences because I knew Tommy from DFS, I knew Bob from the conspiracy side, and then it kind of co-mingled into turning into this podcast. And I had always been listening to the the sports podcast because you know I'm in the industry, DFS, I like the company, I've been following you guys for a long time. And it just came around to, oh, well, you know, they have DFS, they have sports, and they're getting into conspiracy. I was like, this is right up my alley. Unfortunately, I wasn't in the, you know, the time in my career to be making any kind of transitions. But, you know, me and Tommy were talking about joining. And And it it turned more into conspiracy than DFS. Right. But the point is... How did you get on either my or Bob's radar? It's because you were outspoken about topics everyone else was afraid to be outspoken right, about. Right, right. Now, right. keep in mind, we're talking 2016. Yes. Right? So yes. this is, it's, it's a lot fucking easier right now, right? Because yeah. we got armies. We already won the election. We have everything. Like, we have the power. We're trending on Twitter. Trump's the leader. And then there's a bunch of inevitables and James Woods and Kansas Owens and Tommies and this ones and Tripoli's. Like, there's a million of us now, right? Mm-hmm. It's easier now. Now no one should be hiding. You have right. armies behind you now. But back then, no one did. And I know people are going to say, how to, to go back to how do I make an impact? You know, and how do I change the world? And how do I get my voice heard? I only have 50 followers. I only have this. Well, I mean, every podcast started with nothing, right? Like, you don't have to know a Tommy or a Tripoli or a Larry Johnson or anyone like that. Go round up two or three of your friends that are well-spoken and then, you know, like Bobby, Nick and Brian, right. And Janet, like that's your little crew, Bob. And now they have a bigger platform. Go round up some friends, start a fucking podcast, start a fucking YouTube channel. Who cares if 40 people listen to it? All you're going to need is one banging clip, one banging episode, one cool Bobby Biden song, one thing like that, that's going to catch the radar. And yes, I probably won't see it. A lot of people with a lot of followers who's notifications are inundated with chaos where people get mad at me. Like you didn't respond to my tweet. I'm like, I didn't fucking see your tweet. Right. Like my average tweet, and this isn't to to be cocky, 110,000 impressions per tweet. Like how the fuck am I going to track this? If I take a shit for for 20 minutes (laughs) I come back and I just, I don't even go backwards. I just look forward. Right. Yeah. So do little things like that. If every one of you guys out there just started a little stupid podcast, a little stupid YouTube page, and then you get on Bob's radar, or Ben's radar, and you get a retweet from Ben and a retweet from Bob or something like that. Even if it's not hundreds of thousands of followers, maybe it's a few thousand followers or one of them DMs me and they go, yo, you got to check this kid out. You got to check this little group. 
You don't think we'll bring you into the fuck? We're about to start a whole website and fucking media network. You don't think we'll bring you in and give you a shot? Like, this is what you need to do. Don't complain that you don't have a following. Start one, build one, make a difference, force change. Change is not going to happen. You have to force it. You have to do things no one else is willing to do and put yourself out there to be embarrassed and have your friends make fun of you. If your friends are all fucking asleep lefties, find new fucking friends. Right. I want to add something to that, Tommy, because a lot of people like don't know how to get followers and they think they have to be provocative and, and to do all that. But I have a good example of someone who hit me up the other day and I'm, I'm going to share his username because that's what this, this story is about. But this, uh, this guy's a veteran and his name is at Lee Conroy 18. And so this guy hit me up and just said, Hey, would you mind following me? I just started my social media trying to jump in. I saw he had all kind of veteran stuff on his profile. So I said, show me a picture of you in uniform and I got you. So he sent me pictures of him in uniform. And I said, you know, thank you for your service. Yeah, I was like, the man in uniform. Yeah. I was like, would you mind if I, you know, posted your picture? And he said, no problem. So I, I posted it. Would you mind if I jerk off to your picture? <laughs> so this guy had 11 followers at the time and now he has a hundred. So, but yeah, right. I'm, I'm not saying I have a huge influence, but, but I that mean, is if still is an influence, you, Ben. And yeah, the thing if you're is, reaching out and you're, and you're saying, you know, this is what I do. You know, I, I'm a veteran for this country or I'm, I'm involved with the same stuff you are. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to see every DM and, you know, I'll try to do my best. But if you're, if you reach out to people, you have things in common with, you'll really be surprised what kind of responses you can get. And, you know, sometimes you'll get a free retweet and this and that, but just grow your exposure and start posting as much as you can and doing videos so you can spread your own word. And, and it's Bobby, not just about what I have. Right. And Bobby, you know, the, uh, when we first started, the, the, the key isn't to get to me. Right. And again, I'm not trying to be cocky here. Right. Like I've already, you know, I've evolved following wise, but who gives a shit? You know what cocky people start... say? You know what cocky people right. say? Cocky What's people that? say, I'm not trying to be cocky. Well, I mean, because I'm so good at being cocky. I'm so good at being cocky. I don't have to try. But the, the whole point of it, like when I wanted to get on Sirius XM, I didn't go and fucking try and talk to Jeff Manns. I went to go try to talk to his producer and his assistant. Right. And I went to tr- like I went to the most acceptable people. I know you guys hate Rappaport. I love him. Um, don't love his political views at all, but he did a lot for me in my career, as we spoke about. When I went to that event with Rappaport, I did not go to try and schmooze Rappaport. I talked. I took his producers, who were twenty-four-year-old kids, out to drink. Like, just be smart. So, like, there's always someone, whether it's Ben or Janet or Kurt or Danny or someone that's your in. So find your in. If you want to get to James Woods, go to someone that you see James Woods retweeting, who has less followers than James Woods, because right. you're not going to get to James Woods. You have to start to go through who's James Woods following. Go through his follower list. If there's 100 people and they find a person with the least followers and start trying to make friends with that guy and blow him on the Internet because he's only got 2000 followers. So he appreciates you. And then he could tell James Woods, hey, by the way, this kid's pretty sharp. You should look at him. But hey, Bobby, Kurt and Ben, the, Kurt and Ben, you guys do realize that our inboxes are about to get flooded now of Tommy's followers. He's basically pawn, he's pawning Kurt. everybody off. That's what he's doing. Do you, do you realize the bod? <laughs> no mercy. I can't even DM yeah, him. Up. Damn right. How is that possible? Okay, so it's going to be me and Ben. Yeah. <laughs> how can I not DM you, Kurt? Because they're off. Because I got to monitor you, bro? four different Twitter handle DMs. And Who your burner accounts where you rate yourself yeah, I gotta, five stars. All the Who elite fantasy that? DMs for 
gambling DFS than the no mercy DMs. I check every single no mercy DM. Now you I can't you- I can't respond to them, but I check them. But by the way, you have zero you're following zero people. Yeah, I'm a leader. Do you think that's appropriate? I, I do. Well, who should I follow? Because I don't go on there to like look for Twitter news. I have a my eighth account is the account I go on to where I follow people and I get my news. That's that's the one where you follow and post uh, reviews on iTunes. No, absolutely not. I don't post anything. That's just for following. You're lying, but yeah, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. But anyway, the reason I'm saying this, there is a reason. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for all of you. Um, I know everyone's like, Tommy, where's the Eilish thread? Tommy, where's this thread? Like. I spent about 40 unplanned hours from Thursday. And I got to just stop promising shit because I said, like, I'll get to one of those. Two. I'll get to Gavin Newsom this weekend. And it's like, I get the tweets. all the time. It's like, guys, I'm trying to build you all a community. I'm trying to build you a fucking world. Like, when you see what I'm about to create and drop, it's a home for all of you. Like, all of us. It's a fucking home for all of us where we can now take this following, grow it to millions, and it's going to be an intern-level farm system, I guess you'd call it, right, Bobby? I mean, it's going to kind of be like a farm system with all kinds of chat rooms, forums, everything, where you guys are now going to be able to get heard and have your stuff in front of the community. And we're, we're, gonna build, we're building a new world for you. I don't want to give too much. But you guys are going to have... But you guys are going to have your... I never knew. I never knew. <laughs> you guys are going to have a home base to go to where all this is going to go out. So start practicing now. Start making YouTube videos. Start doing the dumb shit as we talked about so we can get it going. So Breaking we news. We have a cue yeah. drop right up Bob's alley. Bob, are you ready? Bring it. Bring it. We are. Oh, okay. We are ready to unleash hell. Memes ready? Question mark. Oh, they're ready. Oh, Bob, why don't you tell everyone about your club, man? Wow. Did that really just happen? Just dropped right now. I swear I was about to pivot to Bob's new career as oh. a mimographer. It's like your cue. Wow. wow. Well, here's, That is really weird. All right. So, the Bob, the first well, tell rule us about of, your new venture. Well, the first rule of meme club is you can't talk about meme club. <laughs> so, I'm not going to talk about meme club. I'm just going to say a certain group of mimetic lords out there decided to bring me into their own personal little club and teach me the ways. Wow. It this sounds like- a bit like a secret society, but it's not. But How it many is. people? I can't disclose all this information. Damn it. All that's oh, wow. classified. So you actually are. You did. You were very proud of this. You sent us a text, and uh, you said you're in a meme club. Dude, I, there's like five or six of my favorite like memesters in there. Like, oh, like just straight memesters. up. <laughs> Bro, my, my Michelle has a dick. Uh, video apparently made like a top 10 meme of like the last month or something i don't know in the community no some some uh there's some youtube page that does like top 10 memes and mine got like number four that's big (laughs) they're like congratulations i was like what some youtube page i think somewhere that had me in the top 10 that's Uh, a big no tommy was probably on vimeo (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh right yeah watch mojo or something you know i I think i know I think I know what this might be about, Kurt. Are you a meme? Talk to me. So it's just started coming out within the last half an hour, but acting DNI Richard Grinnell seeks to declassify any Obama officials involved in the Flynn unmasking. 
Mm. which was illegal leaks that were leaked about Flynn's phone calls with the ambassador. So I don't know, maybe it could be something about that, but that's starting to break now. Well, we got fucking the, the, what, what are you called? A memographer, a meme Mason. What are you? Would you say, am I a meme Mason? Me, like a Freemason? I'm, a meme, a, Mason? I'm a meme Lord. That's what I meme am. Lord? You're a Lord I'm already? A meme God. Like you're there already. I'm they moved you up. Of memetics. I'm in the Within club. the memetic skull and bone community. We have They've a handshake. We have symbols. We ha- I can't talk about these things. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about it a lot. Well, I'm just be- I'm, yeah. I'm giving away, you know, as much information as I can legally without, you know, facing right. ramifications. Well, so. listen, Bobby, there's no one I would rather go into a memetic war with than you. So, <laughs> so I'm, be careful I'm what you ask I'm for. Ready. I'm ready, Captain. Just point point me at him. So uh, we also have a lot of a lot of other things that went on. Um, hopefully, you guys weren't bored by that 15, 20 minute rant. I just think sometimes that shit needs to happen because in in order for us to really change, it's not to just sit here and inform. It's to form an army. You know, information's great, but forming armies is better. So that's that's the whole plan uh, of what's going on with that. We have a few other topics. We have Cuomo in New York. We have uh, Trudeau, Flynn. The fake COVID thing. Where do you want to go from here? I'll let you guys pick. Well, I just noticed there's something up with the moon. Wasn't talking to you. Okay. <laughs> he yeah, immediately yeah, pivoted. Right, exactly. There's something up with the moon, and I think they had antennas on. <laughs> Literally, the funniest thing is he goes, I think I'll go back on mute. And I see him. <laughs> he did go back on mute. <laughs> um, I, w- I would like to talk about Cuomo because yeah. this guy has been getting way too much positive publicity lately. And we all know the way that the me- the media treats the left and everything. And they're probably, you know, building him up so he can come in as the presidential nominee when they decide that they want to kick Biden out before the election. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this guy has been a fucking travesty to New York and they're giving him all this cover saying that he's the best thing to happen to this and everything. But everything he was doing was in the wake of what Trump was doing. So Trump would say, you know, hydroxychloroquine and then Cuomo says it after. And then Trump would say, you know, we have enough ventilators. And then Cuomo said, no, we don't. And then realizing that they do. They sent us a big ass military ship that's a hospital on the water to use. And they only sent a few people there total because they were saying that they were so overwhelmed and it was because of Trump and excuse me. And so one of the big one of the big things is with with Cuomo is that he had an executive order that sent people who tested positive with the virus to nursing homes. And so out of the tens of thousands of people who have died in New York so far, approximately one third of them died in nursing homes uh, because of this. And they're they're saying that, you know, upwards of close to 10,000 people could have uh, had their lives saved if this executive order wasn't in place. So New York being the epicenter of the country and having the large majority of all the cases in the entire nation by itself, um, you know, I don't think there's any reason to say that this guy's been doing a good job when they just started cleaning the subways for the first time. And when did you um, when did you say the executive order was passed? Uh, let me let me pull it up. Was it like it a, was, a while? That's a, that's that's entrapment, Bob. Is it? No, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out how that's long entrapment. ago it happened. How, how dare you? That's a that's a. That was gotcha journalism. Right no, there. gotcha. Uh, I, I didn't have it open. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. fine. I, I just didn't know like if it was how how long this has been, you know, 
I'm not trying to trap you, but well, um, you just did. Just how long the EO has been in place for? I just want to know how long they, they've been getting away with this shit. Uh, let me just pull it up. I mean, it's been going on through the, you know, through the epidemic. I don't know when it was, but New York is also the first ones to talk about the do not resuscitate. Right. And uh, my friend's girl is actually working in New York, lives in New Jersey. And they mandated that anyone that goes to work in New York that goes back to work has to be tested for COVID twice a day. Um, she's keep in mind, she works in the health industry. So I don't know if it's the same for all industries. I haven't kept up with it, but she has to go and get tested in the morning and on her way out. So on her way in and on her way out with the swab up the nose. Oh, that'd be the worst. Using, right. And yeah, it's, and she's got to go do this. And meanwhile, from what I know, and from what I was talking to him about, I don't want to share her information, but from what I was talking to him about, basically was saying that it, it takes two days to find out anyway. So am I, am I wrong with this? Doesn't it take two days with that swab test to find out what the fuck's going on? So I don't know yeah, what they're it like. Have, it doesn't yield people. immediate results. So it's right. Almost, yeah. Right. Like, and the thing, the thing with testing that uh, people aren't really talking about, and by the way, Bob, it was March 25th. But the, boy, the, the thing that they're not talking about with testing is I can get tested today and not have it and then get it tomorrow. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you think you don't have it, so you're good. So you go out and do whatever, but then you get it the next day, and then you're like, "Oh well, I don't have it. I got tested yesterday." Right. So now there's so many people who probably think they don't have it and actually did get it, and that's outside of all the people who are asymptomatic. You know, they said that there's anywhere from 50 to 80 times the amount of people that they thought had it, which would also mean that there's you know the inverse of that in terms of the death rate. So I said that right out the gate. I was screaming yeah. that from it was my mic drop moment with every liberal. That was my trap question with all the liberals. Um, I, I actually felt bad. I did it to some people. I actually didn't even want to murder. I just had to murder them. When they were like the death rate, the death rate. I'm like the death rate's the flu, dude. Like that's what this is. It's a fucking flu. I've said it from the beginning. Say it till the end. It's the fucking flu. It's killing old right. people, and sick people. It's what it is. Well, right. no, because four thousand people had it and four hundred people died or fifty people died. And I'm like, okay, but you do agree, you know, here's the, and you just set them up. Here's the bigger problem. Do you know how many people probably have this that we don't know about? Like, oh my God, like they're saying it might be 20 times this, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There could be millions that have it right now. I go, so what would that make the death rate? Right. Let's take that 40 and divide it by 20 million instead of 4,000. But, What's but, that make but the death we rate have a va- if we get a but, vaccine. Uh, but, uh, but, exactly. Yeah. We get a vaccine. And then like, well, so maybe the, you know what the most common answer was, Bob? Well, maybe people died and they don't know. I mean, people died and they don't know. Oh my! You really God. tell me there's dead people all over the country and no one fucking knows. And if like, anything, it's the opposite. They were overcoding right. the deaths, and they were you know someone gets hit by a truck and they're like, ah, oh, COVID. Right. Fuck <laughs> out of here! Fucking, fucking <laughs> but um, let's see. So, uh, Bobby, what, Bobby, go. Here's a perfect segue into what uh, I wanted to bring up, and I'll give deplorable Janet the credit for bringing this up the president of tanzania who didn't trust the world health organization administered fake samples of coronavirus testing and and sent it to the world health organization keep in mind this president's also a chemist so here's what he did he took samples from goats he took samples from sheep he took samples from fruit Mm -hmm. he sent in samples from car oil he gave them names. Like, for example, he on the COVID test for car oil, he named it Jabil Hamza, a 30-year-old male. Okay? He took a sample from a fruit and named it Sarah, 45-year-old female. So the car oil came back negative. The fruit came back inconclusive. But the pawpaw, which he named Elizabeth 
and a 26-year-old female came back positive for coronavirus. <laughs> so, so he basically just proved that this is all fucking bullshit. Like the testing itself is fucking corrupt. It's so great, isn't it? Can he be in your, your meme lord club without ever making a meme? <laughs> yes, he can. Anybody right? like, that's involved like, in that level of trolling is a meme. Right, I, I feel meme. like it's right. I feel like it doesn't even need to be a meme, right? You just need to be a master troll, like what Portnoy just did to fucking Roger Goodell. Um, oh, that Kurt, was amazing. There you go. See that, Kurt? When you're oh. quiet, even if I got to get Once off. Once you get off politics, I'm in. Kurt, 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 where's Kurt? Hold even on. If- Q drop alert. Q drop alert. Bob, you might like this one. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> get live Q update. You ready? Kurt found a roll on the pod. Yeah, Here go we ahead. go. Go ahead. Rain coming, period. Okay. Bring the pain, mm. period. You'll know when, period. Whoa. Q. Oh, man. You know Your who I heard? team you... needs to join up right now and start mm. getting ready. Actually, I could <laughs> I could open up my... Meme Lures, activate. <laughs> Assemble. Oh <laughs> it's like Captain America, like Earth, Wind. It's like music, visual, audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Have you so done good. your first meme yet? From the yeah, club? I did two of them. No, no, from the club. Oh, no, no. They kind of no. laughed at me because I use iMovie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby. They looked down on you. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So I was saying here. was like, it's like the Schwinn bicycle of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bobby's getting hazed. <laughs> yeah. Bobby was telling me this morning about his newfound meme lord status. And he was like really proud of it. Keep in mind, for those of you who are a little newer to the podcast and haven't listened to all of them, like we went through, Ben, you remember when Bob was going through like his Tetris phase? Yeah. I still yeah. am. So I mean, like, like Bob gets into some weird shit. He like teaches oh, kazoo weird. lessons and like all kind of fucking stuff, right? So. Bob is really deep down, like a grassroots pothead nerd, like deep, like real nerd deep down. Yes. But yeah, it's a, that's his core. So when he found out about this meme Lord thing, like he was legit, like I know we're joking about it right now, but he was on the phone and like laughing, but you know, he thought it was really cool. He's like, dude, I'm like a meme Lord now I'm in this club. So he was really, really excited about it. And I just, I'm really proud of you, Bob. Is that like, what you I wanted to say? You. I thought you were about yeah. to roast me. I yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I to tell you that I've known you since birth. Literally, I knew you back when you were three and you were nothing. You've made but it. This <laughs> giant. <laughs> All you were then was this giant head on this little <laughs> tiny body. And now I still am. Right, Kurt? You yeah. remember? Uh, uh, gigantic. He, dude, he literally looked like Mr. Met, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was just this blow pop looking thing adorable it looked like a powerpuff girl big eyes you know wide-eyed smile and to see you become the meme lord that you were always destined to be is just i mean i can't be prouder as a cousin as a, as a co-host or or as a business partner robert well you know tommy that means a lot to me you know i've been searching for my calling for a mm-hmm. long time now and right. it appears i've found it in the right. uh right. you know in the realm of online meme trolls yeah, well, that's why he started off with Tetris, so we could see where he came from. <laughs> yeah. so we can identify it. Which, by so the way, the uh, Tetris National Tournament got canceled in in uh, Portland. I'm really upset Ooh. about that. Uh, why? You don't even need uh, to be there, dude. I've been, tra- yeah, I've been training all year. That? I've been training all year, dude. Just, just do it from your phone. Yeah. It's Nintendo, dude. It's so not- what happened? What are they doing? It's, it's, it's- 
Uh, I think they're either going to push it back or they might have to end up doing it online. But I think that opens the doors to to cheating, which I, I think in the Tetris uh, yeah. community, there's not much of that going on. But uh, how do you cheat you know. in Tetris, dude? You can cheat in anything. <laughs> Anytime you can hack into a dude. Are you kidding me? Have you ever Nintendo. played? Oh, the timer. Have you ever played video games, bro? Oh, I'm so bad at video games. Ben, tell it. If there's a game, there's a cheat code. There's a hacker. There's a modder. There's something. There's somebody that's already cracked the system. All right, fair yeah. enough. Except Tetris is like one of those free to play games. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. But uh, Bob, would you feel there's a? I feel there's a strong crossover uh, in the Tetris community and the meme lord. Yes. Yeah. Direct. Direct. <laughs> <point. Yeah. laughs> yes. Direct correlation. Yep. Yep. So maybe maybe you can end up uh, doing a dope Tetris meme. Ooh, that's a good idea. Really, really Bro, set you off. That stop! Don't oh, give me ideas. Like Tetris being the house of cards, and like yeah, yeah, pile them all up, and they and they crumble. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. I could I could make like clapper into like a Tetris piece, and like all the different politicians, and then fit them, oh, and then they all yeah. disappear. Yeah, and Trump, then, and then Trump is the end. long bar. Trump is the long no, bar. No, no, I was gonna down. say yeah. you drop a bunch of long bars and essentially <laughs> make them like prison make cells. This. <laughs> Dude, oh, this is it. This is, this is it. You're going to be a full blown LARP soon. Well, I got. I got to say, man, I am fully appreciative of the memeing community. They are some of my favorite oh, followers. Ben sucking up. You want in on uh, that, Ben? Yeah, Ben's He's trying to get in. You want in? You want to be a meme lord? My, I'm trying to dip my toe in that water, bro. Holy bro, shit! All right, you got my number, Bobby. Dog. Bobby, what would Bobby? What would Ben? Because we just gave a whole lecture on the podcast just 20 minutes ago about someone who's new to a community with no following in that community, mm-hmm. how to engage in it, and there is no. You know, you're the newest meme lord in America, probably. I mean, it just happened. So I can't imagine there's many others. I would so say what that. Would advise, what would you advise Ben to do to uh, accentuate his meme lord following? Well, there's a couple things, Ben. Uh, learn basic video editing skills. I think Ben could do well in the voiceover realm. I think he could do mm-hmm. that. I think he'd be really good mm-hmm. at that. Um, he's okay. also uh, a very creative individual. So I think that – I think the originality, Ben – you got to make your own mark and do your own thing, you know, kind of like, right. you gotta find a niche, yeah, right? you got to find your little niche, something that you do that nobody else does. Right. So you know? Bob, are you saying that I have to advance past Microsoft paint? Actually, if you yeah. could utilize Microsoft paint really well, not many people do that. Cause that's hmm. that, that could actually be so an, paint, like, maybe he's not ready to be a Lord, but he could be like, right. A, like an assistant. Yeah. Like, like a, a jester, like an yeah. underling or something. Or, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like trainee or something, whatever they call that in the Lordship world. Right. But, right. All right, yeah. Brett, Ben, you want to talk about Crowdfire, right? That was something you wanted to make sure we touched on in this spot. Um, uh, CrowdStrike, sorry. CrowdStrike. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, I don't feel like talking about Crowdfire, but CrowdStrike, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Video games here, I'm all over the place. Go on. Yeah. So the thing about what we were talking about earlier with Obamagate and the transcripts of the you know, House investigations being released recently is that we just found out that this whole DNC hack that – the entire Russian collusion backdrop was based on and what the whole paradigm of that collusion hoax was seen through is the DNC hack. And what they just found out is, first of all, the CEO of CrowdStrike, Sean Henry, used to work for Robert Mueller or work with Robert Mueller. And during his interview, Mr. Schiff said, um, he, I mean, Mr. Schiff was talking to him and asking him, about the DNC hack. And then Mr. Henry says, we did not have concrete evidence that data was exfiltrated from the DNC, but we have indicators that it was exfiltrated. And then when they 
pressed him a little bit more. He said, there are times when we can see data exfiltrated and we can say conclusively, but in this case, it appears it was set up to be exfiltrated, but we just don't have the evidence that says it actually left. So they are saying there actually is no evidence there was a hack of the DNC, which means that there was no Russian collusion because there was nothing that was hacked. And that means that it completely revives the Seth Rich angle in this because they are saying that it wasn't exfiltrated, but he was infiltrating. And Ben, just kind of re- reassess who Seth Rich is, what his role was. So Seth Rich was a staffer at the DNC, and I believe that he was actually involved in polling. And he was noticing some irregularities in the polling and that there was a lot of maybe not fraud, but corruption going on. And he was he wanted to speak out about it. And what he the the story is, is that he ended up lifting data from the DNC servers and taking it for himself. And that's who was the WikiLeaks source. And so they they invented all the Russian collusion hoax based on the DNC being hacked. And everybody always brought up that CrowdStrike never actually let the FBI see their servers. And I think we are finding out why. Is because so what's the no important – why is, why is Seth Rich such an important figure? Probably – I would argue maybe the most important figure, one of, if not one of the most. Well, he's one of the most important figures because he was murdered and they said that it was a robbery, but nothing was actually taken from him. And with him being, yeah, with him being an inside source in the DC bubble, there's no way that the people within that bubble don't know who he is. And so when you have people like Don in Brazil coming out and talking about Seth Rich and mentioning him and then getting shut up and you have people like, um, who, who was the investigator for him? Um, like Rod something. There was an investigator that was looking into it, and he eventually got silenced. He came out on Fox. Oh, was he that bald guy? Yeah. yeah I, I, did he, he I died, didn't remember. he? I don't, I don't want to – I don't – I, I think he did. He I'm Are you not sure? sure but okay. I don't want to say anything I, I'm not sure. Right, right. But, but um, so yeah, that's, this, that's this crowd strike thing is huge because it essentially just negates the Russia collusion outside of all of the spying and all the Flynn stuff. Right. And it directly links as to why Julian Assange has been going through everything he's gone through ever since. You know? Yeah. And they've never even interviewed him. You know, the, the person who they based this all on about the Russian collusion and everything, they never even interviewed him. Mm-hmm. which is interesting. So th- there's a lot behind this, but CrowdStrike, it's one of the most underreported stories to come out of this. And I think one of the reasons why is because when you do a document dump of 53 transcripts that are, you know, could be hundreds of pages long, you're, you're not giving people the time to really go through it. Right. And that's, that's why when you have, you know, the drip, drip, drip that we've seen about how this Russian collusion was a hoax from the beginning. And you give people chance to digest the information and you slowly roll it out over time. And that allows people to understand it and really track it from the beginning. Well, yeah. When you just dump all of it all at once. You're saying, all right, you know, needle in a haystack. No one's going to care what you have to say. And that's why, and that's why we've been saying, you know, the process needs to be slow and, the, the funny thing is I think the days of darkness is actually happening right now. Um, I, I really do still believe that they planned or there was at least more credibility than people gave it to that they would turn the whole Internet off at some point and 
you know, turn the TVs off and just broadcast documentaries and shit like that. I think this quarantine made it that they didn't need to, right? Like, and this is why I keep telling people, Bob, you remember when they were talking about opening the country up by Easter? Yes. And uh, this is the beginning of April. And then it got moved back to. And then when Trump moved it, right? And I said, basically, take every timeline we thought was happening and just keep moving it back, Mm -hmm. because you know that, that I really believe that if there wasn't an extended quarantine like they're doing right now, and I think that's part of the reason why Trump gave the power to the states and didn't declare martial law and is saying, you know, is starting all this stuff because he knows as long as he can keep the blame on them, keep fat Fauci around them, they're just buying him time right now where he controls the news cycles, where there's still nothing fucking going on. Like there's going to be riots and pickets and all that kind of shit. So I think they're actually doing his bidding for him by demanding that everyone stay the fuck home because I really think they would have needed to do a couple days of darkness or something like that where they wouldn't need to shut life down to start exposing. And I think these well-made documentaries that everyone was talking about that we were saying, remember we were saying in March and February, like there's going to be some sick, very professional, high-level, well-made documentaries that are going to be real eye-opening. But I mean, so, and they, and when did when did a lot of them, of them come out? out? When did they come right. out well, during the quarantine? They're all coming out now, right? right? They're all coming out now. Out of shadows, fall of the cabal, pandemic, uh, pedo gate. Like these are the best documentaries I've ever seen. And here's like, the other thing: a- you want to talk about the timing of pandemic. The doctor that uh, was in that video. She had a five-year gag order, right? She had a, a gag order, right. and it just got released, and then then this movie comes out. So the timing of that combined with the uh, exoneration of Flynn and then all these uh, bit I mean, these movies it's just, got millions of views. The timing is uncanny. They're so good, too. They're exactly what we called for. So it's almost like the only thing off from a lot of our initial predictions or hopes or whatever it was is that, you know, and really, I'm glad. I'd rather it happen this way. Is that, you know, they didn't have to shut the internet down to get this stuff leaked out because who the fuck would have thought we'd be in a fucking 90-day fucking home confinement, right? That's probably going to end up being. So we got all the time in the world to do what Ben just said, to circle back to the point that got me here, to just drip this out. Just drip, drip, drip. It is definitely the best way to do it because information overload and analysis, you know, paralysis by analysis is, is a problem, especially when you're dealing with new people. And I could see it. I told you this morning, Bob. Uh, my buddy Bill, who's, you know, I love to death as a friend, you know, but he's like the most adamant in the world. He actually trolls all my tweets, but he's the most adamant in the world about like, nothing's happening. Like every morning I wake up to a text going, nothing happened. And, <laughs> and I don't stop. There's I just so keep, much happening. I just keep forwarding him everything on our group thread. And I know he fucking hates. I don't even read his response. I swear to God, he'll tell you. I'll just drop an article and then he'll write 40 things in all caps and I won't even respond to it. And then I'll drop the next article and I'll drop the next article. And he's following me on Twitter and he's trolling my Twitter. He's trolling my Instagram. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, it'll happen. It'll happen. He'll come around. He's too smart not to come around at some point, blah, blah, blah. And then today was the first uh, hopeful sign for young Bill where he actually sent something to me, and I'm going to pull it up right here, where it was a picture, and he wrote, uh, they're watching us and following where we go. What the fuck? Right? So I was like, oh, let's see what this picture is. And it was from the Washington Post. (laughs) And it says, smartphone data shows out-of-state visitors flock to Georgia as restaurants and other businesses reopen. And I go, what do you mean? I know what the fuck he means. I know what's going on, but I want him to Yeah, but you asked the question. That's good. What do you mean? What do you mean? 
And he's like, he's like, dude, doesn't it? Haven't you been saying this tracking? Like, doesn't this mean that they're following us? I'm like, yeah, they are. You're right. You know, I know it's fucking. I'm screaming about it, but I'm like, you're right. He's like, yeah, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck. You know, and I'm just like, let's go. Let's have a conversation about it, right? The worst thing I could do in that situation is what everyone out there listening would do and go, I fucking told you, asshole. I told you. I'm telling you that because now you turn them off. So you got to engage. And this is an important part of the process. But they're waking up. They're waking up. It's all happening. It's coming. And, and the dripping, the memeing, all this is the best way to do it. Bob's videos. Um, this is great. Let's talk about uh, Uncle Danny where I was telling him, hey, I'm about to do a vi- uh, video about Michelle Obama's dick. Fuck, I want to get Danny in here. <laughs> and she – and she and he was like uh, – Oh, you just called your uncle a woman. He was like uh, – I no. heard that, by the way. Kurt, can you rip that clip? <laughs> yeah, my mom. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Rip it. Um, he said, no, you can't do that. You can't release that yep. video. And I said, let me just show it to you. Let me just show it to you. And he goes, okay. And I sent it to him. He goes, man, this is really clean. He goes, this is really good. You can release that. He goes, hey, is this true that you can't find a video of Michelle Obama pregnant anywhere or a picture? And I said, yep. And he says, this, you know, he said, he, I rem- he's like, I remember the Joan Rivers comments. I remember that stuff. And then he was like, wait, who is this uh, family that you're talking about? Or who's Michael LaVon Robinson? And so he starts asking questions. Nesbitt's, yeah. Right. Uh, and, and so then we could maybe dive into a conversation about who Barack Obama might be, you know, about the possibility that he might be a Manchurian candidate. And that's how this gets started. I can't tell you how many conversations I started with my uh, Joe Biden video, which was right. funny and entertaining. But and you actually helped me out with the ending where the ending was the clip of him talking and he looked mentally defeated. And, and it's fair time. to say that that was the most important. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean, that was a really good way to I, end it. Yeah, I a really know, good way to encapsulate it. I know. So I, know. I, I listened to you. you know, I take. I mean, listen, I, made you, I forced in the eight weeks on the Joan Rivers thing. Yeah. Right? Yep. That was, I forced that. So I have about a good, I would say a total of eight seconds of real hardcore you Memetics. Know, editorial, yeah. editorial input. Well, here's um, what you did really well. You sent my video to please, a couple please, left. Everyone be quiet. First, <laughs> everyone be quiet. Bob, Bob, the floor is yours. I have the, okay, okay. I have the, you do you want me mute, let me mute everybody real quick. Hold on a second. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. All right, we're good. I can. I only have the power to do that. Kim Jong Tom. So, <laughs> so uh, now I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh yeah, oh, you were. About, I know exactly what you're about. You were about to tell me what I did that was really good. Oh yes. So you sampled yeah. my video with like a. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a liberal sample size to get their opinions of it. And they were like, okay, that's funny, but I still don't get it. And so what we did to help them get it was we added the clip of uh, who their possible, you know, the family of, you know, the parents of Mm -hmm. the kids are as well as the Joan rivers eight weeks later Mm -hmm. uh, died during a routine minor procedure. So we added, which I feel like took it from like a two to a 12, (laughs) right? Like, yeah. Like you, it was. Let's it not was, worry about all the recording. I no, 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 All the voiceovers no, 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 really, and the impeccable really harmonies and just beautiful. No, forget all that. Nah, forget, all that. forget all that. Forget all that. <laughs> really put it over the top there. But uh, but I think that is a fair point though because what Bob does when he does these videos and they're amazing right out the gate. There's nothing that needs to be done to him. But you know I will take it and you know he's smart. He runs it by me and runs it by everyone else. I say, hey, what do you think? But like we're an echo chamber. You know, I see it and I'm like, yes, more. She died eight weeks later. Like, go fucking murder. Like, you know, but then, I, you know, I'm like, show her dick. Like, but, uh, but, but, you know, the big thing is that's what I do. I take it and show it to the few people I know who I think are more rational, you know, liberals. And then I get their reaction. 
And if it's extreme, like ridiculousness, it's like, all right, maybe we're not hitting the base that we need to hit because it's not for, you know, Republicans to just fucking laugh at. It's for it's not to steal the name, but it's educating liberals. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it's for. That's why Dylan has that handle. That's why it was such a brilliant handle. So. Um, Kurt, you haven't spoken in a while. Is there anything you want to you want to chime in on? Yeah, wanna... I mean, you guys have been jerking each other off for like an hour and a half. What I want to ask is, no one are there gave aliens? Their, <laughs> no one gave their percentage on Obama going to jail. Oh, good. That's Kurt, what I want to hear. Quality drop, Kurt. Quality drop, Ben. Oh, yes. Odds, odds that Obama not actually, odds percentage percentage Obama ends up in jail. Um, I'd say 15. Ooh. Percent odds that he gets arrested, indicted or goes something. on trial for something. Percentage, yeah. Uh, um, I'd say 20. All right. All right. Percentage that he disappears and goes back to Kenya. Uh, <laughs> three. Great. All right. Bob, same three questions. Okay. Jail, well indictment. Kenya. I'll say jail. <laughs> Kenya digging. You have to do a Kenya song now. I'm going to say jail. Can you feel uh, me? I'm kind of near Ben. I'm going to say 20%. 20%. And I'm okay. going to get a lot. I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that. All right. Yeah. Why? You think it's too high? Yeah. No, I think no. I think it's too low. I think a lot of people are going to think that's way too low. There's a lot of I people. Think so I, mean, also. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're overestimating how many people actually listen to you or care about your. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The five people that do, if four <laughs> right. of them disagree with yeah. me, then that's eighty. He's got to impress the meme lords. Tom. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, the meme lords. The, the meme lords won't be happy with you, right? Yeah, you because know, like people will be like Bob, how can you say that? We have all the documents. I'm saying, okay, how many presidents have there been? Forty-five. When has this ever happened? When have you ever seen this? Op, you know, visually, even with Richard Nixon, you know. So, right. um, I think it's gonna. Okay, so just let's just talk percent. No, no, don't don't do don't describe anything. Just give your percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's talk. what I'm gonna do right now. So, percentage-wise, arrest uh, twenty. What did I say? Twenty percent? Twenty-five percent? Twenty percent. You said that for jail. Oh, for jail. Right. For jail. Okay. Uh, with a uh, trial or trial indictment, anything along those lines. I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go. Uh, I mean, you should because it you would should. Thing to get <laughs> you want to go? Other you want to go lower? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you would go directly to jail. Like it's not uh, monopoly. I think I, what I meant was higher than Ben. Um, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna say fifty-fifty. Oh, okay. Fifty percent. Right. Okay. And, All right, and then uh, Kenya. I'm gonna say if he disappears, <laughs> maybe not just to Kenya, but just disappears. No, no, yeah, we're gonna call it Kenya because it's funny. But yeah, uh, I mean, I think lower than than trial. I think you know, fucking ten percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way he'll disappear. So you got ten percent that he's gonna run to Kenya. I run somewhere. <laughs> I mean, how crazy, man! What would your disappear include like, dying? Three. By the way. Dude, how about the fact that I threw that out there, Kurt, and I'm actually getting three. I know. I, I'm actually not shocked because no matter what you throw out, Bob's giving 10% at least. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I included yeah. death and disappearing. If there is the wrong he has one, a death, He has so a conspiracy Bob, handicap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Bob is saying that there's a 20% chance Obama goes to jail and only half that percent that he runs to Kenya. Yes. <laughs> because he's so egotistical, man. He's not going to run. Dude, these people are fucking sociopaths. Hey, you Bob don't even get it, Bob. Huh? Went right over it. Bob's head. Wait, what? Oh. That's the whole point, that it should be like 20 times higher, not. Oh. 
Whoops. Maybe I should put this pipe Edibles down. Kicking in. Hold on, let me put this pipe down real quick. I think yeah. there's about a 60% chance he leaves the country and 10% chance he gets arrested. <laughs> Kurt, what's your percentage? Well, you go first. I always bet last. All right, so I'll go into three hole, which is What is, is this, like, best. fucking, uh, what's that called? Uh, Price Baseball? is Right? Where you get to go- <laughs> yeah, it's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Price is Right, where Kurt's gonna bet one dollar and fucking undercut everybody. He's gonna bet one dollar yeah. for everything. Ben, you know these video game kids don't know anything about real sports. Oh my god! Right, sports so and numbers. Go, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, arrested. Well, let's go. So what? Jail. We start with jail first. Yeah. We start with jail. Forty-nine percent. Get out of here! You don't. Yeah, no buddy. You're just indicted in 99, Kenya 100. <laughs> You're going to get indicted and jailed in Kenya. <laughs> now I'll go uh, to jail 30, 29%. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 29.6%. Okay. Um, indicted or, you know, facing some kind of some trial. trial or something, I'm going to go over 50. I'm going to go oh, wow. 56.7%. Mm, okay. And uh, I'm going to give Kenya a hard seven. I'm going to give it a hard 7% chance. So Bob's higher on your well, I mean, that was <laughs> mythological scenario than you. Bob. I knew Ben would go low on Kenya, so I knew that. And then well, I, knew I, I, have, uh, I have something different, a wrinkle to add, Tom. Well, we got we to gotta finish the rotation, Ben. Okay, well, okay, okay. Yeah. I got you. But uh, I knew Ben would go low, and then I knew Bob would come over the top of Ben somehow, and <sighs> all he go. would do is slide under Bobby to now make him the resident Obama's running the country. <laughs> it's true. That's what I just did. Like, That's I literally true. just him into obama's running to kenya if i ever need it if, for we, if we roll the tape back i do believe that i asked a caveat whether the disappearing occurs not just to kenya and no I, it's just kenya. yeah you're oh right. well then let me lower it burn the tape burn the tape all right <laughs> uh Kurt, you uh jail two percent mm-hmm. there's no chance okay um well two percent is not no yeah, well you never right. know yeah uh trial i'm gonna go 15 percent and I don't know if it helps Trump if he does go to trial. Kind of like with all the Hillary stuff. If he goes to trial, he's obviously not going to go to jail. Does that almost make Trump look bad that he's harassing Obama? He looks bad no matter what. Yeah. Right. Unless he right. goes to jail. Well, I guess he still looks bad if Obama yeah. goes to jail. They're going to politicize it. But yeah, yeah. They're, they they're going to spin it. That you know, That's what I was telling Bob when we were talking this morning. By the way, Kurt, Kenya. Oh, Kenya, zero uh, percent. But I will like to add suicide via uh, being dropped yeah. in the hole of Antarctica. Twelve percent. Twelve percent in the hole of Antarctica. So I was going to add this right now. So let me add it. Nobody um, did it. And suicide. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, that. it's not going to You sure he's not going to die of COVID? Um, that's what I'm saying. What about a mysterious death? Or well, my caveat would be what what Bob was going to say, but I think that there's a higher chance that he would flee to Indonesia than Kenya. Ooh, okay. elaborate there. Oh, he grew up there. Get that one. He grew up there, Obama, in in Indonesia. He went to grade school there. But he's like returned to, to Kenya multiple times. I think he would go right. to. I don't know, maybe not. But I think he would go to. Hey, Kenya. Yeah. Well, his half brother still lives in Kenya. Oh yeah, they get along well, he- real well. Yeah, yeah, they hate. Yeah, they don't like each other. They're big fans of each other. <laughs> Malik's a big adrenochrome guy, so I like him. 
Um, so and then the uh, suicided just straight disappearance. So hasn't doesn't relocate, just straight off the map gone. What do you think? I I think it would be more like you know plane crash. Huge, right, right, yeah, it's all that included. Funeral, you know, right. huge cover funeral up, because uh, they would have to. Right. Yeah. So what do you think the odds of that are? Well, I I would have to caveat it after you know trial, but I don't think it would just happen beforehand. I think he would really you know wait till the very end. But I no, I'm say... saying a place of trial, like as a fourth option. Like, oh, as, like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, I was going to say seven percent after you know actual indictment, but mm-hmm. before pre indictment, I would say one percent. Okay, Bob. That was part of my ten percent was the death option. So can I take five percent right, off of the Kenya? <laughs> and you can take two percent off of Kenya. Okay, I'll right, two percent. That only gives that. me two percent for the death option. So can I invert well, you that? You add more to the death option. So I'm going to allow right, you so to take two percent from Kenya, which moves you at what eight? Eight percent. Okay, so you're still the highest. All right. Okay, and... so Rommel death. I'm going to go eight percent. Okay, even eight percent. Same percent chance of Kenya and Rommel. But I think the death would happen in replacement of a trial. Yeah, that's what, what I, a move I, that would be by the left if that's what happened and Trump was coming for Obama and it got real thick and he's going to trial every day and then all of a sudden they claim he died of a heart attack. They escape him to some country. That would make Trump look so bad that he's the no. reason that their hero Obama died. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. In yeah, that they, regard. Yeah. If they yeah. claim he died of a heart attack, but they really just send him somewhere to like Kenya or something. But that would destroy well, would, Trump. Well, I mean, look, I think yeah. the thing going about well, okay, it's like when Jesse Ventura was, uh, was in court with Chris Kyle, the American sniper guy, and then Chris Kyle died. But Jesse Ventura was in a libel lawsuit against him. And then as soon as uh, Chris yep. Kyle died and became an American hero, Dude, everybody attacked Jesse Ventura, including like the Navy SEALs. How dare you go after a fallen hero? Well, well, excuse me. No, no, wait, wait, wasn't it his wife? Like he, Chris Kyle was already dead, and he was he was getting sued by his wife. Uh, so I guess by the estate, maybe, maybe once he yeah, died, turned over to the estate. Yeah. But after he died, but the the thing was is is Jesse Ventura wanted his name out of uh want his name out of Chris Kyle's book because he made up a lie that he got into a bar right. fight with him or some right. shit and it never happened. Right. So that being said with, with Obama, you know, if, if Trump's going after Obama, Obama takes the, the Rommel death or whatever you want to call it out. And then what are we going to do after that? Or do we still, you know, how's that going to look if Trump investigates a dead, you know, president for, uh, well, I mean, that would be the move. If you remember, you know, a that lot of would my be theories. the move. This is so I mean, funny. Listen, be... this is, this, you want to, you want to talk about like 8D chess? That's the move. That would be all. the move. I mean, like it's basically, can you just see like, the Bilderbergs like with, on like, in like a chalkboard? Just like, I mean, chalkboard. listen, they're murderers. Like, they're, like I was saying the whole thing, like with the Tom Hanks thing, I was like, dude, it, when everyone's like, well, who has him? What happened? I'm like, dude, it might've been the fucking cabal that killed him. Like, you don't fucking know. If someone's about to roll and he's in Australia, they might fucking murder him. The mafia does that all the time. They murder their own when they get caught up with the cops. So they could get to a point where the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and all the fucking people even above them and around them start. Once this fucking heat gets too hot at some point with Obama, they might fucking take him out and almost make it look like he was, you know, set up or framed or died. And then it's immunity. You can't fucking go after the guy. Trump still will, but you'll lose all the capabilities of turning the public. And that's what we're talking about today, Bob, when you mentioned the um, everyone sees, you know, everything's waking up, everything's happening. 
And remember we did that role play this morning? Sure. Where you were like, dude, how do people, how can people not see what's happening? I'm like, all right, perfect. Here, ready? Trump tweeted a hundred times. You saw the tweets. Here's what I say as a libtard snowflake. Like, dude, Trump went nuts yesterday on Twitter. He's a madman. But did you see the documents that no, I don't read anything Trump writes because he's an insane person. Like that's what the other side thinks, right? Right. And there's yeah, a I lot didn't, of I didn't think like I didn't that. think everybody was waking up because it's kind of like, you know, and I presented this scenario to my friend yesterday saying, okay, what's it gonna take? And I'll use my mother for example, because she's, you know, Listen, my mother is a saint, amazing woman, but she's not turned on to this. She doesn't even realize that there's a sexual allegation against Joe Biden right now. Right, exactly. And there's a lot of people. Right. What's like it going to take for someone like her to cross over to understand what really happened? What's it going to take for someone like Rachel Maddow to actually report an investigation that's going on? How, like, to where you just cannot even spin this anymore? Like, there's no spin that could possibly be made. You know, kind of like I wonder what I like. I don't even know what happened during Watergate. I wonder if that was politicized. You know, like what happened during Nixon. Like, was it was it pretty much well received that that he was involved in all this, or was it politicized during that time? So may, that might be something I want to look into as well, because that's the only frame of reference we really have for um, what's going on or what could be potentially going on after that. So I mean, it's well, a really I mean, good question. I'll tell you what it's going to take, and I've been telling everyone what it's going to take. I did this on the True Reporting Show with Thomas, like. What it's going to take is a celebrity to go down. Hmm. That's what it's going to take. Like, uh, that's why I keep yeah. trying to bring light to the celebrities because the bottom line is the first thing I was saying was that it, remember we had that debate who's bigger if they went down, Oprah or Obama? And everyone was like, Obama, Obama. I was like, no fucking way. It's 100% Oprah. Like, I didn't even think it was a question because who's more powerful, Obama? But people already assume politicians despise each other. So if Trump ever went down on a real charge by the FBI, we wouldn't believe it right out to get. We'd be like, fuck that, dude. You got it. They're after him. They've been after him from the beginning. The fake impeachment, the fake this. And they all turned out to be fake. It's the same thing for the left. If Obama gets taken down on charges, the first thing him and Hillary and Biden and all these people are going to do is these are lies. They're all fucking Trump's little minions. All these reports were forged. The documents are photoshopped. The recordings are fake audio. Like, that's what they're going to come out with. That's what they're going to do. So it, it won't really matter much if Trump, if, if Obama goes down or if Biden goes down or any of that shit happens. But if Oprah goes down or something like that, that's a big fucking deal because that's what's going to wake up the normies and the sheep because you have to report that. That has to be everywhere. Celebrities will be talking about it. And the whole system collapses once you start pulling down the Oprah's and the Ellen's and the people that are really, you know, deep involved in some of this dark arts. Yeah, but you're talking about two different things, like the stuff that would really happen with Obama and Biden. I don't think it's going to be anything, you know, pedophilia wise or any of that kind of stuff. It's going to be the political stuff. It's going to be and no the one cares. spying and the targeting. And right, no right. Cares. No one cares. They're going to do no what, no you know, cares. what they're doing now already, like James Clapper and Brennan. Like at first it was complete denials and then. Oh, it might have been some errors. You know, it might have been low-level people doing something wrong. Blah, that you know, they're all backtracking. The I'll, I'll give you. Them. It's actually a simpler answer. If you tell a liberal, we just have documentation that Obama spied on uh, Trump, and he's actually going to face trial, and he's going in front of the the, they're going to be like, well, good, he should have. Yeah, that's exactly. That's going to be the well, answer. good. He was good. colluding with Russia. They had to Should've, spy because on him. the Russia Gate. I would spy on him too. You know, right. like that's it's so like nothing with Obama is going to matter. Yeah. I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter. 
like and, and the way the I look thing at it is, is I living... think it will matter to enough people. I think there's going to be that segment that's never going to turn over. That's just never right. Going so to turn if over. you look at, let's say that, let me put it this way: What do you think? Give me a. Uh, uh, if Biden and Obama go head to head, which I don't think they're going to, because I think Biden's going to get pulled. And saying that for months, Biden and but, Trump. Yeah, if Biden, I'm sorry, Biden and Trump went head to head. How many percentage points more do you think Trump wins by if this all comes out to be, you know, a monstrous deal about Obama come November? Well, first of all, Biden wouldn't be in the fucking race anymore if all this shit comes out because he's directly to the left of Obama, who and they both charioted this whole. But I'm thing. saying he's not going. He's not indicted. Oh. He's not anything. It just keeps escalating to where it's like getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I said, I don't think I think the electoral map's going to look similar to Ronald Reagan's second election. I think it's going to I don't think it changes that much. I think Trump wins in a landslide. I think he walks through. I think he turns some purple states red in it. But I don't think it really fucking matters. The Trump derangement syndrome is so deep. And like you said, we've all studied MKUltra. There's about 33% of this country right now, maybe more. But 33% of this country, which is straight MK Ultra, they're not Democrats anymore. Right, Bob? But yeah, I, I agree with that. Watch. However, a lot of these implicate uh, officials in states like New York and California. Who cares? They don't even know. They don't, but they I, don't I'm know noting, who they are. Well, <laughs> they, do now, they do now, now that they know that no, they, they have governors. They don't care, Bob. Bob they're Bob, brainwashed. They don't know. They, they barely know Trump's more than they even know who their own governor is. I promise you, there's at least ten people that if I if I called a hundred, so you're people telling me I the average it, person. So you're living, you're living in New Jersey. No, just yes. listen. You're right. living in New Jersey. Yeah. Or you're living in right. New York, and the governor continues to close the parks down, close essential businesses down. You're losing money. You're losing. You're telling me you're not going to go up in arms towards your governor. At some Dude, point, because they're brainwashed, saying the governor's doing the right thing. Don't you see at the protest? At some point, you got to <coughs> no, realize no I don't point. have any at no point. money, Bob. At no point, Bob. I as long as the media, that. as long as the media, I'm not still saying everybody. Them, I'm saying enough people to turn I'm a purple state red. Uh, yeah, I'm, we're not talking about the five. I think California is closer about, to purple than people believe. I really right, do. but the problem with this is, Bob, if you look at New Jersey, because keep in mind, you live in a red state, so it's hard for you to understand this. I lived in New York. For, I, live... I, I listen. Hey. Yeah, but you weren't York. political, Bob, back Bro, then. I was stop. a fucking liberal, dude. You were a Democrat. Yeah. Right. We were all liberal growing up. Everyone just wanted to smoke weed and fucking have free love and free life. Right? I still do. Right. We were all fucking liberals growing up. Right. We all turned conservative at some point. The, the theory I always say is no one's a conservative until you have something to conserve. Right. So from a social perspective, you know, almost every fucking millennial, even when we were 17, 18, 19, we were all like, fuck the government. Fuck. The, I don't want to pay any student loans. I want free this, free that. Right. Like we all were liberals, you know, when you're kids, it's just stupid when you're kids and liberals are stupid. <laughs> so the the big part of this, though, Bob, is it's like we're watching it in Jersey and New York right now. Like, I'm turning to my friends. As you know, I hang out with way too many liberals. But I'm turning to them going, dude, we got to open this fucking country back up. And they're going, bro, we're going to get COVID. And I'm like, dude, like, have you seen the math? You guys keep talking about science. Like, all you fucking talk about, trust the science. Trust the science is saying no one's fucking dying, dude. Like, are you, you're 30 years old. You have like a 0.006% chance 
of dying from COVID. But they're so gone that as long as the mind control is continuing through the media and through Cuomo, they're just going to listen. Kurt, what do you think New Yorkers think of Cuomo right now? They fucking love this dude. The whole country loves him. They love him. To me, like, he's he had the stuff. worst. Like when you talk about who had it the worst during this pandemic, Ellen and all these people, like Cuomo to me has done the absolute worst job you could do with this pandemic. I yeah, would say the one. Like he's doing the opposite. They're, right. they're saying but, that yeah. you know he's doing amazing and look at this. But look at the outcome. But they love they him because care. every day Trump's doing his stuff in front of the camera. And then Cuomo started doing all his stuff in front of the camera. So then they're like, there's my team. So I'm going right, to start right. promoting my team. You know why? It's because Biden's locked in a basement and he can't figure <laughs> out how to get past 56K modem. Right. He can't even fucking speak. But that's the whole point. The brainwashing is so deep rooted and we're seeing it here in New York and New Jersey. Those of you out there listening that are in Tennessee and Arkansas and Alabama and Nebraska and the Midwest, like you have no idea how bad it is. Trust me. You have no idea. We are the epicenter of idiocy outside of L.A. We are the epicenter of the coronavirus. We are the epicenter of Cuomoville, de Blasioville, Governor Murphy. Like you name it. All, all the idiots are here. Like they're all right fucking here five miles from us. And the rest of you are seeing how these people are morons and we're just seeing their support grow. Every day, Team Cuomo, Team de Blasio. Like, imagine thinking de Blasio is not the devil, like the worst human in the fucking world. But the brainwashing's deep, man. It's real deep. But that's so always how it's been for, quote unquote, the useful idiots. It's not about what you are, what you do. It's about what you look like or yeah. how you sound. Like the whole premise behind Obama. But they're the most racist people by far. Right. So, Here's what I'll say, just to retort. The and we're two, gonna wrap this up yeah, right yeah. Now. The two biggest enemies to the brainwashing that will get people to wake up. The two biggest enemies to this this quarantine, where people are going to start to revolt. One me. is good weather. Good weather. When when you're going to be pent up in your house and it's beautiful outside and you can't go to the parks, you can't play, you can't hang out, you can't go to the fucking Jersey Shore, you can't do any of this shit. Right. People are going to yeah. start breaking the rules. The second thing right. is rent. The All bottom right. line. Right. You continue to take these people I bottom line away four. from them. No, that's okay. only two points. So bottom oh. line, good weather. Because as soon as the weather started getting good down in the south, everybody started breaking the rules. Everybody. And the cops down here don't enforce anything. At some point, I'm telling you guys, there are going to be certain factors that are going to break the uh, the spell. And, and bottom line is, you know, the bottom line is the most important. The rent, whatever's due. You know, you got kids to feed. And, and warm weather, summer, the further we get in the summer – I'm telling you, people are going to start breaking rules. Little oh, yeah. by little. I agree. With, I agree with that. But here's the thing. We saw it already. I remember my tweet that I posted. Like, I remember it was 71 degrees the other day, Ben. You know, you were like that first nice day. Yeah. Like, when it was raining for like 10 days. And then we had that first 73 degree day. And the next day was 77. And I posted a tweet. I was like, you might as well open the fucking country up because quarantine just ended in New Jersey. I'll tell you that right fucking now. Like, well, was everybody old, outside? Yeah. Pool parties, barbecues, <laughs> like Everywhere. fucking girls texting me at like two in the morning. Like, where are you at? I'm in the city. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right Wasn't now? Wasn't it like Huntington like, Beach, California or something? Or uh, like, but here's the same thing. Those yeah. same people that were like, you know, they, they want to go out, drink and party and barbecue, but they don't want to go back to work. They're fucking liberals, dude. They want to stay home. Fair enough. Like if no one can enforce and evict them from their apartment and if no one like, listen, you could just stop paying everything right now and no one can evict you. So they're just like, fuck it. I'm not paying a goddamn thing. Just please let me, you know, go to my barbecues and have my pool parties. So 
this is like the greatest time to be alive for a liberal. Like you have no financial responsibilities and all you and you still get to go do whatever the fuck you want. It's great for them. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. I do agree with you, Bob, though. Nice weather will help. Um, no, I, I, was hoping... you know, I think it will be interesting just to kind of see, you know, just the just to study people during the next couple months and right. to see how how if this continues, what are going to be the patterns that we're going to see? Are people yeah, going to start revolting? That'd be interesting. I think people will revolt. Liberals will revolt more <clears throat> to be able to have their freedom to go out and hang out and see their friends and see their grandkids and see their families and stuff like that. Like I guarantee you there was a tremendous breakdown on Mother's Day, right? You saw a tiny bit maybe <laughs> there. You're going to see a lot. Bless you. You're going to see a lot on 4th of July, right? You'll start to see it. Family, things like that, party, drink, pool parties, things like that. But uh, yeah, I don't think they ever want to go back to fucking work. They just want to be quarantined and have an excuse to be miserable because they're all hoping for the same thing. Drag this to November. Drag the economy down to November. So none of them want the economy opened, even if they feel it's safe. So they may break social distancing. They may go to the beach. They may do all that. But they deep down want this to run till November so that we can keep the economy down and get Trump the fuck out and not have his rallies and not have Biden have to go on stage. Like anyone with a clue obviously wants And that. here's the other thing that people are forgetting. Even, let's say even if um, a majority of the public starts to turn on, you know, authoritarianism. Well, what are they doing in California right now? They're they're allowing mail-in voting already. And then Hillary Clinton retweeted and said, Gavin Newsom's doing a great job. You should never sacrifice the safety of one person for a vote. So now these states are going to start implementing mail-in voting. So you don't even need the votes anymore because now they'll be able to steal the elections. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we'll see. Hopefully uh, I'm going to fucking, I'm already breaking this shit. I don't know. Fuck. I'm done. I'm over fucking sitting home. So uh, we will see Ben final words. My good man. Good to have you back and uh, good job on the pot. Yeah. Thanks man. Good to be here. The, I wanted to just tack on to that because yesterday for mother's day, um, you know, we haven't been seeing our families and everything. We live in New York and everyone's been doing the whole not quarantine thing where you don't leave the house, but you know, we would, we do drive bys where we would like, walk past my sister-in-law's house and like stand six feet away from like the house and the door and like wave at the kids and stuff. But yesterday was the first day for mother's day that we went over there and we all just like were outside together. And then we all looked at each other and we're just like, fuck it. And just started hugging each other. And, And interestingly enough, they all had it last month and my girl had it. I don't know if I had it, but um, my my girl was sick for a week, bad, and um, not like really bad, but right. she was she was sick. You know, right. she had a cough and whatever. And my brother in law, he had the whole you know can't smell, can't taste stuff going on. But at the end of the day, they all just said they were a little bit sick. They had a cold, and you know they were all tested because he's a cop. But we were over there all hugging and wrestling and having a good time. And you could just tell people around the neighborhood are just over it. You know, right. everyone's like you know what? It's not that bad. Yeah, there are people dying, but people are dying from everything. And let's just get out there. And, you know, the more you stay in with people in confined areas in the same location, like 
being self-quarantined after being outside. Like if you're going to just quarantine and never leave your house for weeks and months, then yeah, you're not going to get it. But if you're leaving the house and coming in, you're going to be more susceptible to it by sitting next to people at home than you would be, you know, at work, at your own cubicle or walking around or doing whatever. So I mean, I, I know that it's serious and people are dying, but it's not as lethal as they were first saying it was going to be. All the projections were wrong. All the projections had all the so- social distancing built into them, and they were still, you know, orders of magnitude incorrect. Yeah, they so were millions just, off. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just want everyone to understand that this has become political. It may not have started off as political, but it has entirely become political and the overcoding of deaths and saying things that are COVID when they really aren't. And there, you know, doctors coming out and speaking out about being told to say things are COVID when they really aren't. And they're, they're getting, you know, censored on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all that. And you could just tell that they don't want to get um, other opinions out there. And YouTube is going by policy now to delete videos that quote unquote spread misinformation about the coronavirus. But yet when the WHO says don't wear a mask and then two weeks later says you, you have to wear a mask, you know, who's spreading the misinformation. So it's a slippery slope. Yeah. All right. That t- page out of your book there, Bob, with the final words. Yeah. So Bobby ask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you want me to now type something? Up. Oh, I'm now up. you're up. Yeah, I would like you to do. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, we didn't teach you guys how final words work. So, Bobby, yes, this is these are your final words of the podcast. You're not no, I, I agree. Out. I agree with Ben, and I think the, the thing, yeah, the thing that we all need to realize, and and that I, I guess is the most important thing, is that there is a there's an evil mechanism in place right now, and I think we're starting to see that there there with the censorship with the overdiagnosis, like Ben was saying with the CDC attributing uh, coronavirus to deaths, there is an underlying issue here, whether it's political, whether it's for global control. But here's the thing. And my mom said this yesterday. She, she mentioned something called a new normal. She goes, I can't wait to see what the new normal is. And that word scared me because I almost feel like that word has been planted into people's brains that coming out of this, there's going to be a new normal. Well, guess what? I don't want a new normal because the last new normal we had was after 9-11. And for those of you that weren't old enough before and after 9-11, there was a drastic change in the way people interacted. And if you don't agree with me, just remember what airports were like before and after 9-11. There was a certain Patriot Act was able to elevated fear, violation of rights. And and if just analyze your neighborhoods, excuse me, when you're watching people interact, watch the paranoia, watch the fear. And I want you to say to yourself, look how easy it is for our rights to be stripped away. Look how easy it is. And guess what? What if this is just a test? And then next time a pandemic, they shut the country down again, again, and slowly remove freedoms. So this is the kind of thing we're fighting for. We don't want there to be a new normal. We want it to go back to what the normal was before. You know, we want, you know, it, it, that's why I love Cal. baseball stadiums, full restaurants. Full, man. Full. All that Balls stuff. All, all in. Fuck your neighbor. Yeah. What we're getting now is we're getting citizens spying on citizens and tattletaling and fucking snitching. That's what this we're getting. That's the way they do it. Yeah. And right. just remember this, this was a great point that uh one of this one of the Tommy. is the people that wear masks, the countries where the citizens wear masks, think about it, like China. There's a direct correlation 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 between 
societies that wear masks and shit like that and authoritarian regimes. So there's a there's a symbolic nature to this mask. It's almost like a submission to authority. So that's why mm-hmm. it's important when I see Donald Trump and Mike Pence not wearing the masks. I think it's his fucking statement. That's what I think it is. Yeah, that's what I said. That was definitely a statement. Pence especially yeah. n- knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. Right. Or exactly what he was doing when he didn't wear the mask. Everyone's like, look at him. It's like he just... You know what I said when I saw that? Good, fuck that mask. You know, I'm in Jersey, so I have to wear a mask out or fucking you get ambushed by cops and shit. But fuck that shit, dude. That's why I'm not really going out. I'm not wearing that shit. I don't wear... When I see people wearing it in their car and wearing it like... I'll walk in the liquor store to get it, but I'm not wearing the mask in the parking lot. I'm not wearing it when I get out of my truck. I'm not wearing any of that. I'll put it on as I walk in the store because they won't serve you if you don't. I'll do it in the store because it is his private domain. If he wants to fucking enforce that, I got a choice to go elsewhere. And then I'll get my liquor and then I go out. And the first thing I do is I take my fucking mask off and I walk out because it's a it's a right. fucking alpha move. And you know, like the other thing about it is I want to give Nick Hinton a shout out, uh, who's been on our podcast before. Great guy. And by the way, follow us threads amazing. But he made a correlation. I didn't even think about this. Snapchat the last summer started adding mask filters and like making it cool, right? And then remember, so like it made it fashionable, cool, and funny, and almost a childlike. So we talk a lot about pre-programming. And then the number one uh, performing artist in the country, Billie Eilish, who you're going to do a thread, I guess. Always so wears the mask. Wore that mask to the Grammys, right? Yeah, she always wears it. And what's happening now, the masks are becoming fashion. So they're yeah, trying yeah, to they're normalize this shit. Gemstones on them, you know, baseball teams on them. I got I got my Trump mask. I yep. got my Trump, uh, Trump one with the machine gun, with the AK. So happy about that. You know what a Kurt, Trump mask is? A Trump mask is a fucking beard. Grow your beard out. <laughs> Bod. Yeah, I just want to touch on sucking your own dick. I've All never right, cool. fully uh, understood. Thanks for the input. I just muted him. All right, guys. So, uh, Wait, no, no, no hold on. I, I have a question for you because I think you're one of those guys. I never yeah. understood the fact. Bye, Bob. God so, damn it. Uh, no, I never understood the fascination <laughs> with wanting to suck your own <laughs> Damn it, stop it. So I, w- I want to ask you. Oh, my God. You have a kill switch. <laughs> oh my God, for Ben, a- for Bobby, for the bot, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers, and stay questioning, too. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy. Ain't no mercy.